This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The only place for Chelsea fans footballfancast.com real fans real opinions welcome to the chelsea football fancast the only podcast for chelsea fans and the home of proper chelsea i'm chidge and i've just about recovered from a brilliant weekend which saw the chelsea come away with a great win against spurs only surpassed by seeing Darren Barker become yeah. the european yeah. middleweight yeah. champion yeah. we were there only surpassed even more by seeing Arsenal doing us a favour and beating the Manx. Uh, brilliant weekend. What a weekend. And of course, we are still in it to win it. Roll on next weekend. Now, we will be having a good old natter about the win against Spurs. Well, let's face it, we got a bit of luck from the ref and the linesman for a change. Yeah. Yes, with the first goal and possibly the second. But Spurs fans, if you can only manage to muster one shot on target in the whole match, albeit a great one, then you can hardly complain. Now, I'm sure they will be, though. Now, as always, we'll be awarding our man and chant of the match and our Guinness and salary moments from the games. And after that, we're going to have a bit of a sing-song, as we always do, in We're Out to Show the World the Way to Sing. But this week, we're going to be doing it at the end of the show. Ooh, uh. Oh, yes, and there's a very good reason for that, because even more important than everything that happened this weekend... We are joined this week by, by a very, very, very special guest in the form of Mr. Paul Canneville, Chelsea's first black player and hero of the infamous 4-4 draw against Sheffield Wednesday in 1985. Yes. Bobby D will correct me if I'm wrong, I know, and an all-round incredible bloke. Now, we're going to be talking to Paul about his Chelsea career and memories, as well as what he thinks about the current side later in the show. But first of all, Paul, welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast. It's an honour to have you on the show, my friend. I'd like to say hello and thank you very much. No, we are, yeah, Canners, 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 Canners. Well done, Ross. We knew Ross would be on cue. Uh, now, much as I'm delighted to see Canners on the show, I am equally delighted that we have a fairly packed benches tonight. We, you know, I wouldn't say it's as packed as it was last week. We've had a few casualties, obviously, but we do have some great people on here. We have Darren Mantle again. We have Ben from uh, Chelsea in America. We have Robert Delcini, Bobby D, as he is to us, on his last night in England, 
Having drunk himself into a stupor for nigh on two weeks, his voice is gone. And of course, the ever so lovely Liz. Some will know her as Read My Twips. Oh, you had to ruin it. I had to ruin it. Can we just have a collective from the benches? That was pathetic. I won't hear a word said about Bobby. Look at the results we've had since he's been I know. Bobby, please don't go. Is that a song? It sounds like it ought to be, doesn't it? But don't, mate. Don't go back, because I have a horrible feeling if you go back, it might all go south. I might get kidnapped. You might get... We could kidnap you. Apparently the US Navy SEALs have got nothing better to do at the moment. Geronimo. <laughs> Political joke. Uh, now, of course, uh, apart from the cast of thousands and the great honoured guests that we have here, we do have some other people. Um, I like to call them friends. I don't quite know what they call me. But they are the regulars of the Chelsea Football Fancast. But let's have a big warm welcome back to a man who has been down under for nearly two weeks. But he's come up for air. And he is Dr. Mart. You know very well what we call you, Chidge. Yeah, I know. You can't say it on the show, though, thankfully. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's good to have you back, mate. It's great to be back. Uh, in fact, can you go back? Because since you went away, we started doing well. Not the show, Chelsea. No, no, not the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's still as crap as it always is. Uh, especially Chelsea 100%. He thinks that. Oh, I'm she. loving it. I saw all the games except the West Ham one. Uh, no, well, it's good stuff. Anyway, uh, we also have the legend that is Cheltel. It's uh, good to be back, Chidge, despite my bad back. you got back neck again. Oh, it's, it's, it's giving me jip today. And uh, despite my place being demolished by builders, for some reason, I'm in a good mood. I can't figure out why. I, I have no idea. It, would it maybe have something to do with the weekend? Why. It's because uh, you believe. I do believe. He believes. Tell believes. Tell is a believer. So is the celery terrorist, Christopher Norman. What a great time to be. Chelsea fan, really? What does it feel like sitting next to your all-time football hero, Ross Mooring? <laughs> no, no. Little secret. Uh, a lot of people in podcast land know this. but We know this. I don't know if Paul knows this, but when, when Chris was a little lad, you were his Chelsea hero, mate. I used to, well, we used to run around in the back garden. I was, I was, I was Paul Cannaville. Then maybe later I was Pat Nevin because my mum got her Scottish fingers, you know. <laughs> Who was Stu? Because you must have played against Stu in the backyard, right? Uh, Stu was always in goal, so he was, was he? normally Eddie, wasn't he? He was Eddie Neddy. Yeah. Okay, not Peter Barota. That was a bit was, I don't know what Dad was. Yeah. Who was the Scottish uh, player? Dad, Dad, your old man would have been Chopper Harris. He was Chopper Harris, that's <laughs> Undoubtedly. Right. Great, it's great to have you on the show, and I'm really delighted that we got Canners on, because I know, I know he was I, a big hero I. of yours when you were a kid. And of course, last but by no means least... The man who brings sense and statistics to the Chelsea football fancast and gives me a hard time. Somebody has to. It is Ross Mooring. Sense, but not sensibility. Oh, God. Ooh, you got. You realise you got two canned laughters last week, <laughs> all on your own. You're, you're going for a hat trick. I can not, see. Not the tumbleweed. Uh, no tumbleweed. No, nobody got tumbleweed last week. Even though I deserved it at least twice. Maybe next this week I can do better. Now, uh, it's great to have you all here. Um, we, of course, will have no dear Mart, even though the doctor is back. The surgery has been postponed, as has... Uh, it's the cut, mate, NHS. Uh, as has your on CFFC. There's a very good reason for that, because rather than hearing us drone on, we'd actually like to hear what Canners has to say, because that's the whole point of the show this week. Uh, but we will be doing a very, very special edition of Don't Look Back in Anger, where we'll be looking back uh, with fond memories on another Chelsea from the past, can you guess who it is yet? Can you guess who it is yet? Can you I tell wonder. Who it is yet? I, I can't think who it might be this week. It's a surprise. It's going to be a top show, whatever way you look at it. The Chelsea Football Fancast. And now you're going to believe us. And now you're going to believe us. And now you're going to believe us. We're going to win the league. Maybe.
Maybe. <laughs> Let's not jinx it. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, we had uh, we had Spurs. I was going to say we we played Spurs, but I was reminded of that song. We had joy, we had fun, we had Spurs on the run because we did, man, didn't we? Tell, I mean, we had, we were all over them like a rash. Yeah, of course, yeah, one shot on goal they had, and how can they moan about? Because they're else? Spurs fans. Yeah, they moan about anything, mate. Um, but what I've got to say, really, because I mean, clearly, you know, let's be honest, the ball wasn't really over the line and Kali was probably offside. But isn't it about time we had some luck with some decisions, I think? I, I came away thinking, well, it's about time. I mean, Lampard, particularly, you know, after what happened to him uh, with England in the summer, you know, we're due a bit of luck. What do you reckon, yeah, Tell? Call me biased. You're biased. <laughs> I, You're reckon, biased. I reckon the ball was over the line. I don't give a stuff what anybody else says, right? Because, uh, you know... It, the angle that they finally got it at was, uh, I know the whole of the ball, not it just does. the base of the ball, yeah. the whole of the ball has got to be over the line. Over the whole of the line? Yes. It looked like it to me, so I don't give a toss what anybody else says. It was a good goal. It was a goal. The referee said it was a goal. The referee the said it was a goal. The referee said it was a goal. It was a goal. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because, I mean, I was at the Matthew, right at the back, as, as you know, in gate 17. And uh, my instincts were the minute that that went in was that it was a goal, largely because of Gomez's reaction, and he just looked so guilty. What, what do you reckon, Canners? Because you were there, no, weren't you? I was on the east stand in right level of the goal line. Yeah. Being honest, it wasn't. Oh. Honest. Oh. Oh. Being honest, and I'm sorry to disappoint. No, you can be honest. That's all right. It didn't <laughs> go over the line, but so happy that I mean the keeper. Well, the um, referee gave us a goal. To be honest. Um, but yeah, it was upsetting to something like to get a, you know win a game of, of such kind of. But then we deserved. To we win. we had yeah, nine shots on target. We deserved to win. Yeah. Most definitely. We Second half especially. Um, but the the one all kind of just like oh, God. But I accepted it and don't get me wrong, we got on with it. And after that, I mean, it was all us. Yes, yeah, so I mean we battered them, man. They had oh, yeah, one, they had one shot that. on goal, didn't they? Oh, come but on, it was man. so horrible when we were drawing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's what I said. I oh, thought we were going man. away with a draw, and that was so, upsetting. That I was, was so, so upset. Painful, wasn't it? And yeah. to be honest, I left 15 minutes before. Did you? Yes, I did. I was at did the anybody station, say we can no see you sneaking job. out? I swear, Lord, I felt. I felt. Here we go. You left with Fergie then. He left 15 minutes. Oh my gosh! And when I was at the station, we heard this big chair, and it was rather big, but we knew. It was about Chelsea when you heard Tottenham. And to find out who scored, who scored, and Kalu. And I've been running Kalu all season. Since. He doesn't do enough. He doesn't do enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, it's only me. I thought. No, no. No, no. I won't start now. Sorry. No, no, no. You've made Chitty's day. Thank you. Sorry. I'm made up about that. We're so glad that. He got um, the winner, to be honest. And to, so, to be honest, because I, I give him a really hard time. We'll talk I about. Well. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about him a little oh, bit later. Yeah. But yes, man. because yeah. he does so well when he comes on, though, doesn't he? He does yeah. so well, but he's right in the box. He, he can do so much better, and I've just he just upsets me. So, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't know. because yeah. he doesn't. You know, I, I my feeling about Kalu. I think I've met him. He's a lovely, lovely lad. Right. He really, really is. 
He did look a bit worried when I sang the Kaloo song at him, though. But, but he's a lovely lad, and he clearly tries really, really hard. But he's just not good enough, is my opinion. He doesn't put enough chances away, and yet you look back, and he's got 50 goals for Chelsea. His shooting is unbelievable. I mean, oh, come on, you get so many opportunities, and he doesn't... I just can't believe the guy's shooting, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Unbelievable. I'm Does he practice I'm, shooting, do you think? The training? Well, you think... I, I really don't understand that. I see this man, and sometimes I see him get past players, and I think it's a fluke. And then when he does, he's in front of the goal, and I think, come on, you've got to score. And he, it's like, <laughs> he doesn't show no kind of oomph for the casualness. Of, I don't know, I'm, I'm really upset me, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm no, really no, no. <laughs> I was going to say something here, but it you, really you, I just me. want you to know, Canners, that, it, it, you know, we've been I doing... I swear I thought it was just me, and I thought, <laughs> Mate, oh, no. We've been on air only 11 minutes, and you've already made my year. Oh, my <laughs> God, uh, sorry. Uh, you know, an ex-professional footballer agrees with me about Kalou. What can I say? all season. Yeah. Okay, don't, don't let me start and get started on Maluda and a lot of the others. I've but never anyway. known anyone miss so many from two yards. Oh, please. Um, we should talk to, to Chris and Ross, because, believe it or not, they're here too. Um, what, what was your overall reaction to the game? I mean, I, I left, I think, a bit like Canners, really, quite relieved that we'd, we'd won 2-1, but thinking, God, we'd bad them, you know? I was a bit shell shocked by it all, really, just, just how late it was. And I think I was just doing, the, I was leaving the ground with doing the maths in my head, and then it really dawns on you how potentially big this can be. Because mm. we're always thinking, oh, maybe like plus three here, minus three here, you know, that kind of stuff. But I th- yeah, I think it was the result that really is important. Yeah, it's winning. Winning at the moment is everything. Well, when we get the decisions yeah. going our way, we don't need to talk about them. When they no. go against us, we can moan. I don't care, mate. I tell you, I mean, it reminds me of that. Remember that goal that Ida scored against United, where he kind of like it, it kind of went off his tummy or something. Uh, yeah, he yeah. kind of rolled First it. First game yeah. of the season, you know. But it's things like that. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? But it, it, right now, it could come off somebody's ass. I don't care as long <laughs> oh. as we get the three points. Definitely. I, I was watching it in a mate's flat in Sydney. It was it was about half past four, quarter past four in the morning. Everybody else in the place was asleep. I didn't have the commentary. I mean, when Kalu scored, I just wanted to jump up yeah. and shout. And, and uh, I, 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 I was no, I, I, I controlled myself. I Did you? I was, I was so quick. Eighty-eight minutes, he scored. I thought, yes. I, I had ma- mass breakout of hugging with because I actually weirdly, you know, because you know, I, you know very well since you vacated your rightful seat next to me, left me to the you know vagaries of strangers sitting next to me. You know, I was. It was. It was packed. Strange both both right? seats either side were occupied this week. Yeah. One with some bloke who looked as though he should have been at a rugby match. You know what I mean. But the other with a proper Chelsea fan and mass well, outbreak of odd, hugging. Odd balls. Mass. He, I don't. I didn't look that closely, but uh, mass outbreak of hugging with a bloke on my left who was the proper Chelsea fan. I have to say, you know, he was itching to hug somebody. I could tell, and I, I thought, well, I can't deny him. So you you know, cuddle. That we was had a big. Half-time. We had a big hug. We had a big hug. No, when, then the Kalu goal went in. Because it was big. No, as Chris said, it was big. Um, talking of, uh, of Kalu... Uh, can, I, can I just inter- interject? I thought well, that why was... break the habit of a lifetime? I know, I know, I know. Uh, I thought that was one of the worst refereeing performances I've ever seen. Oh, Mariner. Not, not, yeah. only, not only with our two goals, their goal as well. I think it was either a free kick or a throw-in on the left-hand side, which was just completely wrong. But not only that, the referee, at least half a dozen decisions went in Tottenham's favour... That were just completely yeah. out, you know, stupid. Yeah. And they just really interrupted our play, and it was sort of like the two goals balanced out the fact that he was, he was such an, but, a bad performance. You know, Ross, I, I kind of felt that, that that Spurs, you know, they've done it before, but they came and parked the bus, and they were just trying to do exactly that. They were they were playing for a draw, not to get beaten, so they were disrupting the play all the time. And what, what do you think, Canis? Well, first half, um, don't know. I thought we started off well. 
like we usually do the first 15 20 minutes and then we seem to start sit back and that's when they got the oomph and as we said that goal came out of nothing because i turned my head and yeah. the next thing i saw i said what happened and don't it was a great shot it took um pete by surprise but um after that i thought we just sat back and we always keep doing that until half time. We go inside, it must have been a chat talk, pep talk, and you come back out. If you don't start now, I'll tell you what, I'm going. And that's when we started. We had all the play. I couldn't see them come over our halfway line, to be no. honest. Ch- ch- I'm Second half, you're right. Second half, we was always in there. Like, we should have had some goals. We, the man, we should have had some goals here, don't get me wrong. Well, we did I mean, have, I mean, we, yeah. That was shouted out. I mean, the referee was, he was a nightmare. I think the word technically is he was a cock. Oh. <laughs> I, think that, I think the player that suffered most from the ref was Ivanovic. Yeah. There was there was a number of occasions when he, he got blown up for a foul and he'd done nothing and he, and he yeah. was going, what have I done? What's he done? Yeah. Yeah. You just made, having now, you know, you've made me a very happy man by agreeing with what I've been saying all year. You've just made Tell a very, very happy man by basically saying what Tell's been saying all year. Tell. All okay. season. All, what have you been moaning about all season? One pace through one pace. Yeah, no, what are we all doing? the time. Uh, the, you know, Chelsea are capable of up in the pace. Well, they were in the last two seasons, but but now they just seem one paced. You know um, why can't they up the pace? I just it's, and I say this when and necessary. I'm biased, but I say this because um all right I know Carlotti um Chelotti shall I say and the way he plays the system and the Italian system I'm not too sure about it and it's like spreading this ball across and across to and fro and across yeah. and across where when we started before the two seasons that ball was moving directly yeah. in front yeah. and movement was just vivid but now we don't seem to do it and like it's been every time you put that ball across and across the living players get back behind the ball and it's hard it makes it hard to it's so hard to break them down you're I mean, right we got, why are we doing this we've got to break forward quickly and I don't know if he's not understanding that at all but when you've got powerful midfielders like, like Lampard and Essien you should be going up through the middle of course we have mm. I've been moaning about that all season. I'm still fucking moaning about it. I'm still gonna fucking moan about it. Now, I, you know, I did show the script before, but I didn't tell him that. Tell. So, oh, you know. all right. All right, you two, Chris and Ross. Um, you know, uh, the, I mean, it's, I have to tell you this because uh, you know he started with Torres and Drogba, which is exactly what we told him not to do because I don't think that they can play together. And then, of course, he takes Torres off, and I turned to the bloke next to me and I said, "Mate." I can't believe he's brought Kalu on for Torres. Um, you know, what do you think? He said, mate, you don't even have to ask me that question. And then Kalu scores the winner. Yeah. And I just turned around to him and said, what do we know? You know, because I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, the substitutes turn the game in, in many respects. Taking Torres off. Yes. Free drug but, but Torres but. could have been in that position. I think it was still a bad decision to take Kalu Torres off. probably would have been onside if he'd been in that position. I thought Torres played well, by the way. He always plays well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, a lot of us thought, thought during the, the game and, off. Af- and afterwards that he should have taken Drogba off, not, yeah. not, not Torres. Yeah. No, but I thought that Drogba in the last half an hour actually no, was fantastic. Right, OK, but on the balance of play, on, on their performances when the substitution happened, I thought Torres was... Yeah, well, because they stuck, stuck but, I mean, Drogba out of the right. office is just, you know, tactical discipline up front. He, he sticks, I think he's got sticks that, to his slot. That set play with um, Anelka and Drogba I think it's always a case of if it ain't happening here what put Anelka and Drogba back together and so forth um, I was shocked to see Torres come off and most ups- upset when Canu came on don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah I mean I was and it was crazy every time he had the ball it was like and I keep going on Canu I'm sorry if you're listening I'm just telling you as it is 
Um, he kept getting the ball, and when he got the ball, it was like, oh my god, he's lost it again. What is he doing? Yeah, what correct. is he doing? Correct. Come on, man, get in the box, stay in the box. What are you taking on passable? But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that um situation with um Taurus and um Jogba, I don't know how that's gonna work. Don't get me wrong. Do you think they can play together? I don't know. I don't. I, to be honest, no. I mean, I, I think I think if you if you two big men, two yeah. holding the ball, two want to be holding it, two want to be getting involved, same playing in the same you know position, I mean? taking up the same area. But then I look at oh god, I, and I'm so bad not pronouncing his name right. Who's the other boy that came from Liverpool as well? Ben Ayun. Ben yeah. I think that's a boy of quality, and I think once he starts getting back, I think you're going to see yeah. stories start. But what do you think yeah. we might need? Because my, my feeling is is that. Playing in the system in the four-three-three, mm. you can't play Torres and Drogba in the same side. Can't. But if you play in a four-four-two, you can. Sure. Trouble with that is a there's no reason to pass the ball to Torres properly apart go. from Ben Ayun, mm. and of course you completely naught Lampard Ain't right up, and I think that's a problem because I think that's Lampard and Drogba work very very well See, together. But, but surely there's Similar no one too. better at putting balls through the middle than, than Lampard. Then who do we? All right, yeah, but so he's better when he's box to back? box and comes on a runner. Run yeah. yeah. So who do we have? Because I sort of was watching Essien as well, and Essien's not the same player. He's not. Not this season, no. He hasn't been. He hasn't been. And I thought he's a boy that's like lying, be dropping, running from box to box, same with Lampard. He had more recovery like Lampard, but I've not seen that performance at all from him. Do you think? Do you think? Yeah, I was going to say, Tom. Yeah, since his injury, he's been terrible. Yeah, not the same. It pains me to say that because he's. He was such a brilliant player, Strong. but since his injury, yeah. he's been a shadow of his former self. You're right. And I've been not moaning about it, I've been commenting on it, and uh, um, people have been not slagging me off, but saying, no, no, he's the bias and whatever. Yeah. But unfortunately, he's a shadow of his yeah. former self. But yeah. last, last he season, he, he charged through the midfield with the ball, and nobody could take it off him. He, he just ran yeah. straight through players. He hasn't yeah. done that now this season. That, nah. How long Everybody's did he last ready. in the second half? Five minutes or something? Yeah. I think it was one mistake he made after two minutes and straight away Ramirez was up warming off, warming up. Yeah. It's like Ancelotti said to him at half time, you know, <coughs> up it or you're off. And I'm, he didn't. I'm, you know, just a question for Paul really. You know, my my worry is is that the injury that he's had, which is a very serious injury yeah. for a football so he did a cruise shit, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. My worry about Essien, who's been one of my favourite players for the last few oh, years yeah. since he's joined I mean yeah. a fantastic player that he might not be the same player again he might have lost that half a yard he might have lost or more to the I point think, I've heard this from ex-players ex in the past and that's that when they've had a very big injury like that even though they're actually fully fit right they, they're thinking about it is that, is that true because you've had let's a be honest, last year, it is, you? it's a thought in your mind even when I came back um, from a dislocated and cruciate as well and it was the first ball, and I remember playing for Reading, who was playing, oh gosh, slights of, um, oh god, it was um same manager, Tottenham managers, his, his old team, Bournemouth, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, it was a 50-50, and don't get me wrong, it was either going, giving a take, and it was going to my right foot, and the work, obviously the weak foot, and I was thinking, oh my god, and it was that thought, it was that doubt, and I went in, and don't get me wrong, it went in, in the 50-50, I still got a twang out of it, yeah. but you have to go through that barrier. And believe me, I, I, like you said, I think it's something like that with Vessian. But I think by next season, if he's not got himself a bit fitter, got himself confident, I think it will improve by next yeah, season. Yeah, I, I, I think wrong. that's what we've got that's to what make I think the decision. Is, he's just got to make a decision right now. 
he's going through that not that motion but it is an effect on his mind I have a feeling maybe he came back too early actually because Could've it was done. a very nice injury and Could've I know done. how desperate we were to get him back oh right? man yeah. we, we missed him when he was out yeah. Come on. He's a super the very player. fact that he kind of retired himself from international football to, you know, to, yeah. is, is a sign what he's thinking about yeah. I think yeah. so. he's such a big player for us I, I would hate I would hate it if we've seen the best of Essien and uh, because of that injury we never see yeah. quite yeah. like he I, used I think to. it's too soon I think he had I think a lot of players like him actually had, had a game where they had a number of quality moments um, at the weekend and then also had a number of sort of really bad moments mm. as well mm. so I th- you know I think we'd, it's too soon to start yeah. really saying you've got to look at Maybe replacing him, although we have. I, I, did I? Did you hear me say that? No, no, no. But replacing him in terms of what he brings, what he brings to the field. Doctor Mark. Well, I, I, I think uh, he's such a useful player to have in the squad because he can play anywhere apart from goalkeeper and striker. He can play anywhere, yeah, can't he? Doesn't. And and that's why he's so useful to have in yeah. the squad. And, and uh, I just hope he can get over the the mental barrier of coming back from the injury because I, I honestly don't think he has this season. Yeah. I, and, think and, next and season, I think it's exactly definitely right what you yeah. say, Ken. Is it? Next season, rest up, fitness wise, get back into the swing of things. Next season, good I think we'll see the best the good yeah. preseason. Just yeah. get all quite a few. Just just to go just to go back to Kalu for a minute because there, there was some you know there was some no no the the, the point being this is that you know the, there was an awful lot of coverage on Twitter as Liz will know very very well. Uh, not all of it started by her. Um, but there was a lot of stuff going on, really, about uh, Kalu not really celebrating very much when he scored that goal, didn't, didn't he? and he might have the hump. Now, there's two schools of thought on this. One is that he's not a very happy chap at the moment for very good reason, because uh, the Ivory Coast are in the middle of a civil war, and his old man's still there. He couldn't get him out. He got the rest mm. of his. He, he got he got most of his family out to Togo, but uh, not his father. There was a fantastic article in the Guardian. They did a great interview with him. And, you know, he's got a lot on his mind, let's face it, apart from struggling to get into the, the team. Mm-hmm. And the other school of thought is that he's got the hump because he's played really, really well for the last few weeks. And let's face it, he has, even by my own admission. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that happens is he gets the big E and Torres comes back in. Now, you know, Paul, in your, in your career, you know, you were in and, out, in and out of the side quite a lot. What's it like to be in Kalu's shoes? I mean, how tough is that? Um, difficult to take, really, when you're playing so well. Um, and the little form that you do slump and then they bring in another player of quality it's quite a, my time was Mickey Thomas and don't get me wrong quality was and I could see the difference that what he brought to the to the team and it was something you had to accept and it's quite honestly I just couldn't wait to not oh, hang on a minute you, are you trying to say that Mickey Thomas was the Fernando Torres Watch of his day <laughs> Of the day. I think he'd like it if you were, but I, I don't see it. The boy, seriously, I he's a top man. He he's a top man. All over the place. He was such an influenced guy. Um, you could only just wait patiently. I mean, you could. Um, when you're sitting down there, believe me, you're either waiting. God, you hope somebody gets a foul and has to come off, or <laughs> it's a big boy. Love him to death. Sorry, but oh, I've just, I've just, I mean? I've just showed Paul a picture of Mickey Thomas wearing a David Luiz wig. <laughs> You know, just to try and throw him off a bit. <laughs> or just, you know what I mean? Um, just wait till your chance came along. And most of the time, it came at the right times and you had to make the most of it. Um, don't get me wrong, you just want to see, when your team's playing well, it's hard. You, it's really hard about coming on. Don't It's when the team's not playing well, that's when you want to be coming on and making a difference. I, I kind of do feel for Kalu. Like I said, he is a good lad. And I know, we, I know I've coated him a lot. But um, I think it's a make or break for him, really, at the moment. Because well, I... Th- 
I'll tell you what, I didn't expect him to be here this season, to be honest. Really? I really thought they would have sold him. And that's how bad I was. Do you, really do you think that do you think he'll go in the summer? I think I still think he'll go. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's got to be some few changes coming. Well, I mean Studge for example. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. been playing fantastically yeah. for Bolt, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He looks oh, a player. Boy. Come on, man. A lot of confidence too. You know what? But I think the same thing with how he was going as Sturridge, it was the same thing how I was going feeling because I felt like a small person in the big world yeah. with Chelsea. Yeah. And I, that's how, I, you know what I mean? I couldn't give my best because I felt, God, tied to do the right, yeah, the right places, the right forces. It's pressure, it's pressure, it's pressure. Yeah, because you're playing, and it was not, and I think Sturridge was, you know what I mean? He's just opening there, look at the yeah. difference he's made. Confidence, isn't it? Telling a lot of it's in the head, isn't I it? I love him to come, but who would he connect with? I mean, who would he? Who would well, he? I mean, actually, he could play very well with Torres, I think. That's what I think. Yeah. Both yeah. got fantastic oh, pace. No, Will Carlo look at him and say, Will Carlo even be that? there? There's, there's so many questions. He's <laughs> a single minded. He's a goal scorer, isn't he? No, the boys. The boys are goal scorer. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, that's proper goal scorer. So, uh, I don't know how you connect with Torres because they're both single minded. But Torres makes such great layoffs. He's such a great uh, one touch player. He reminds me of Viali. As I said last week, he reminds cool. me of Viali. You're a love in, in his one, In his first touch, Torres' first touch is, is fantastic. Reminds me of Viali. And so maybe he could play with the, uh, Sturridge up front because Sturridge is single-minded. So. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move it on a little bit because, of course, as, as Liz is here, let's move on, Martin. As Liz is here, we have to give uh, the annual or the weekly now uh, uh, Mikel Appreciation Society. And I just have to, yeah, Liz is excited. I, I just have to say that uh, I thought Mikel put in a great, great performance. I, th I mean, I did say it last week, so I wasn't just blowing smoke up Liz's arse, if that's the right way to put it. But, you know, well, he, 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 he brings, he brings, he brings balance to that side and he lets Lampard be Lampard. And I think that's really, really important. And here's just the corollary of that is that when, uh, when SEM went off and Ramirez came on, I was he a bit was worried because I felt that Ramirez was getting far more forward than Frank and Frank was having to cover back and that's right. not what Frank's, Frank's role is. Right. Frank should be free to make those runs into the box and right. get on the end of so things. Frank does a lot of good work actually defensively. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather see him I on the end? This is a guy who scores 20 goals a season. Wouldn't you rather see him in the end of something in the box? Well, yeah, but he, he does both I think. But don't you think the Ramirez kind of was getting far too far forward and stopping yeah, Frank from doing I think, that? I think we were leaving much more gaps in between the uh, defence and the midfield. I can't remember who it was who kept on drifting back in, just finding space. But I think to get back to Mikel Love, because I'm always a fan. Thank you very much. He, yeah, he brings such balance and he doesn't do the fancy things. But the way he can shield off three players, turn around and come away with the ball, it's just... Yeah. I just don't know how he it's does really it. I think he's increasingly I mean, an important player for us, Mikel. What, what do you think, Canis? Um, definitely. He's calm, he's cool, he's collective, he gets the ball. You, you kind of don't notice him when he's playing, but he's there. And don't get me wrong, like you said, he, he does the simple balls. Gets it, throws them out. Gets yeah. it, passes it on. And you need and that. And like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He, he does. does the simple thing does, and does it well. Most simple. Yeah. Most of me. That's why I see, you don't even notice him. It's like, oh, no, is, that, is that Nick or is he? Yes, yeah. Oh, it's Nick. He's also got a tremendous so, amount of skill. When you, when you get a long ball to him, he it brings it down on the ground, under control. Very, very good time. technique. And, 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 and he passed forward. <laughs> we do need to remember. He was passing forward, Gigi, last week. You said he only passes to the side. And last week, he was passing forward. <laughs> Would I ever say such a thing? When I got into Heathrow yesterday afternoon, I picked up uh, one of the free papers they're handing out on the plane. And I can't remember what it was. It was the Express or something. And they had that the, would, that they would be free. Their, they picked their team of the week. 
And the only Chelsea player in it really? was McAllister. Well, there we go. I rest my yeah. case. <laughs> uh, right, we've got we to gotta move on very, very quickly. So just a couple of very quick things. Uh, I love David Luiz's crowd antics. Whenever he gets anywhere near the crowd, he's like revving them up and giving oh, all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I loved it at the end, actually, um, you know, because I don't know what you think about this, Canners, but uh, it's, it doesn't go unnoticed by the fans that there are usually only three players that go to the Matthew Harding end at the end of a game. Who's that? JT, JT. always, Lamps and Drogba, if he's on the pitch, which mm. of course he was. But La- Louise has done this too, and the funniest thing was that he jumped all over JT uh, in yeah. celebration at the end. He's becoming quite a character now. JT reckons that he reckons that Louise could be a new a future captain for Chelsea. What do you, what do you think, that. mate? I can oh. see that definitely. I've been mentioning it to my um, friends um, at the bridge, and uh, the boys bring so much flair at the back there. Um, Great it, player. It takes the weight off JT. Don't get me wrong, um, and JT's been so strong. But um, he's such a boy. It's what we were looking for. Somebody who's not frightened. He sees a ball and he goes straight in. Great he's player. Straight in. Love him. All right. Puts a tackle sometimes, ominous. But um, such a oh, talented boy that we needed for a long while. We've we decided collectively on the fan cast that, that we're going to basically forgive him for any rash tackles and anybody that he kicks that leads he's, to a bad he's decision. He's got to give rash tackles. Yes. To he's get better. Boy, to get better oh, and yeah. improve. I'm yeah, telling you absolutely. that. Absolutely. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention, it was JT's 500th game. 500th game. 500th, even. No, it was his 500th game. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Get back in your box. Back in your box. He played four score score and 20 games for Chelsea. Let's speak in English, right, that way. 500th game. As somebody who doesn't have the benefit of a public school education, I have no idea what you're talking about. Ouch, put down. Uh, where were we? Yes, JT, 500 games for Chelsea. 500 games. Now, yeah. there's only a few... All right, this is a good quiz question, this. Uh, Peter Bonetti, Chopper Harris... Peter Bonetti, Chopper Harris, John Hollins... Mm. Yeah. Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard, and now JT. I think that's that's the... F- yeah? Is Never it Lamps be- on 501 or something? Something like that. Yeah. I, I was surprised that Lamps <laughs> has actually got to 500 before JT, actually. Mm. He, he had a big lead on him until his injury. He had about three yeah. seasons where he didn't miss a game, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. But isn't that brilliant that JT's oh, yeah. made 500 games? And he had a good game as well, by the way. Yeah, he did, He was did, bombing didn't he? forward and... Yeah. Even though the Tottenham fans are singing hilarious songs about well, his mum. They're singing hilarious songs oh, about his mum. About his mum being a thief. Oh. Yeah. They, they should be so lucky to have a player whose mum's a thief. But it, oh. wound, it wound him up the right oh, way. And did you see him at full time? He was, just, he nah, was loving it. Captain so, leader legend. What, what, what do you think of uh, JT? No, he's a strength of um, Chelsea at the back there, most definitely. Um, um, bringing forward um, David Luiz, I think he's helped him a great deal, to be honest. Covers um, for him. Covers him well. And it'll take a lot of weight off of JT because he's been major, major for Chelsea for he the is. last few years. He's Mr. Chelsea, isn't he? You know what I mean, so I'm, I'm to tell you the truth. I know we're in with a chance. I'm not really looking for this end. I'm just looking for next season. I really am looking That's interesting. for next season. Cause I think Paul, you've got to believe. I do believe. He's been, <laughs> Paul, Paul has <laughs> been... Me, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just... I can't wait for next season. I swear, Lord. Canners has been cheating. Been He's been reading the script. He knows what we were going to come with next. So I was going to say one thing. One of the things that I was going to say was that what I'm, I'm so delighted to see back at Chelsea at the moment is this incredible never-say-die attitude where they just don't want to give up. And if we win the title, I think it'll be down to that. Yeah. But... Do we think that they'll win the title? Do we believe? Dr. Mark? I believe. Dr. Mark believes. I believe. We've got the momentum. 
Tell, tell. I do believe. Canners, do you believe? I, I, you know what? Because I'm a man who speaks words. <laughs> and, li- and little words. And don't get me wrong. If if we beat Man United Sunday, yeah. then I'll believe. I've got Don't forget, we have, we have got... We have got something when we play United on Sunday that we didn't have the last two times we played them. David Luiz. David Luiz. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've got to say is that whilst Paul was saying that, he was doing a little kind of dance, (laughs) you know, which is... And by the way, he did score against him in the league. He was exuding belief. Uh, Okay, uh, the salary terrorist, do you believe? I do believe. Ross Moran, do you believe? I do believe. Benches, do you believe? Collectively. One, two, three. Okay. So I tell you someone else who I believes. believe Big Phil Norman. He's, he he oh. really believes. He still believes. Big Phil Norman yes. always believes. Right, after the break, we will be announcing our weekly match awards known as the Fannies. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. Okie dokie. Right. Um I am going to keep stum as I, 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 yes, I know it's a, a very popular vote when I shut shut up, but uh, I am. I'm going to throw this open to uh, everybody else before I have my say. Man of the match, Doctor Mark. Uh, I go for Mikel. I think he played really well. I, that rhymed. Yeah, it was almost a rap. I'm a poet. And <laughs> Can you rap? Can you rap that instead? No. Okay, fair enough. But Don't you, you go rapping. for Mikel. I'll go for Mikel, yeah. Hold it all together, didn't he? He did, yeah. 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 He yeah. actually put some good passes in too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Some of them went forward. Some, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cheltel. I have justifiably slagged off uh, Mikel many times during the season because Whoa. he seems to me, even though Paul would disagree with me, he seems to me to be too slow and he doesn't concentrate enough. <laughs> he, Mikel, does, for me, doesn't concentrate enough and he makes too many wayward passes but I thought he was superb against Tottenham yeah. I thought what a worthy man in a match I thought he was superb yeah so that's a Mikel too for Mikel it's, it's the best game he's played for Chelsea since the cup final in 2007 against Man mm. when he played brilliantly what <laughs> what mm. no that's well no, it's, a, it's, it's a view Liz, it's a view and we're a broad church on this show Canners, who who was your man of the match? I've got to look at that because um, you've got there Nicole and um, Cole, and I thought Cole did well to keeping Lennon very quiet on the mm. right there because I thought pocket, he mate. would he was going to be a different danger, and I didn't see much of Lennon at all. But I've got to go with yeah Nikhil Bikel because he looked so different class. He was so accurate. He, he holds was it so together. Calm. Oh. He held the ball, passed at the right time. It was yeah. Yeah, I'm for Bloody a couple hell. of games so I've seen. We've got three for Mikel so far. Mikel, yeah, for Sons. Celery terrorist. I'm really glad you put Ashley Cole down there because yeah. I think so we take him for granted well. yeah. uh, because he's such a world-class player that it's almost easy to forget. That, you know, uh, But not just to keep piss you off a little bit, I'm going to stick with Mikel as well. It won't piss me off. I, 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 I might well choose him. In a well, minute. I'll do it to spite you anyway. Yeah, OK. <laughs> keep trying. So that's four for Mikel. Ross under pressure here uh, no gonna, pressure Ross 
I'm going to go for uh, Ivanovic, actually. Ivanovic. 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 Had to be done. Yeah, yeah. Very solid game at right back. He kept Bale in his pocket, which is, you know, it's it's not like he's... Ivanovic is blessed with pace, but he, he, he was shut him flirting down all... with a red card for a bit. Once he got that yellow, you're thinking every time Bell got new, thought, oh no. But yeah, Mikel, Mikel had a good game as well. He made a number of tackles as well, which you know you don't always. It's usually interceptions with him, but he, he actually stuck his foot in and, and yeah. won the ball a couple of times as well. But you're going to go for Ivanovic, yes, because you love to be different. Bale was the last That's what I love about you, Ross. Bale you like the you... last straw. Oh, <laughs> God Almighty. <laughs> Get oh. behind me, Satan. We've so missed Martin in the last Actually, few on weeks. a serious note, uh, uh, I thought, um, actually watching it, that, that I thought Luis and, and Ivanovic were doing quite clever stuff with Bale. Yeah. Because they were Shutting swapping in. over. Yeah. 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 There's a lot, there was a lot of movement, even though a lot of it was still quite yeah, slow. And the I, I, space I where Bale, he knows, he's a very smart player and a very bright player, because when he sees that space behind play, it would take on in a goal, but as you said, David Luiz covered every time that he was directly at Aberdeen. He was covering every time he was, that yeah. he had to think, pass it back, and that was great. Yeah, initiative and with teammates. Good, good to see two defenders with an understanding like yeah. that. We All right, hope. we've got we got four for Mikel so far, and one for Ivanovic. We uh, know who you're going for. I'm going to go for Mikel. I'm going to go for Mikel because, as, as you know, as Martin and everybody's been saying, I think that he's he's completely held the team together, and he gives them that balance, and he lets Frank be Frank, and that, my friends, I mean, you should be building a team around Frank Lampard because of the quality that he has. I mean, how many midfield? I mean, we were we were working this out actually, funnily enough, in the poll afterwards, because even though Frank's only scored 12 goals this season as opposed to the 20 that he, he has bagged for the last five yeah, if you work out how, how, how much he's missed yeah, it was yeah, three months yeah, yeah but he's at, you know if, if he had a, he scored 12 the ratio that's brilliant yeah but the yeah, ratio yeah, exactly but that's my point the ratio is the same is that if he had played a full season he would be on target to score 20 goals right. I mean how many midfielders in the world let alone this country Bang in 20 goals every season. Well, I mean, we remember when it used to be that 10 goals was the hallmark of a good midfielder, and he's consistently hit 20 in a season. How many, how many midfielders have scored 150 goals in their career? Exactly. Uh, but I'm going for Mikel. Benches, instead of chattering amongst yourselves and annoying Short me, tall. Short why tits. don't you actually contribute and say who Shatties. you think should be man of the match? Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole says Mark Ben. Mark was absolutely fantastic okay. up and down the left side of the pitch all match long. It I, was very good. I like that. That's correct. I like that because I, I thought he had a good mention. Bobby D? I'm too scared to argue with Liz, so only. I'm going to have to translate for you because you've lost your voice because you've drunk, <laughs> you've drunk so much for the last two weeks. Bobby D says Ashley. Oh, you say Mikel because you don't want to disagree with Liz. I'd be one. Darren? I'd actually say Benovich, like Ross said. For a start, when Devin Lewis first went to challenge um, Bale, he took him out. And he was a bit clumsy about things, to be honest with you, just outside the box. But Ivanovic, he wasn't, I thought he contained them very well. Bale didn't have a good game. I know everyone says he only plays well in the Champions League, but I think he was contained yeah. very well out there. I thought the whole defence was brilliant, but if I put Ivanovic for you. Right, I think, I think we can safely say that the man of the match is un- pretty unanimously. Apart from the Ivanovic lovers <laughs> over there, is uh, and one for Ashley Cole is Mikel. Yeah. yeah, well, Mikel gets the majority. I would agree with that. All right, Guinness moment, people. Um, Ross, what Guinness moment for you? 
Uh, Drogba's free kick, partly because I said right before he took it, I think oh, this is more part, like yeah. Frank Lampard territory. <laughs> but it was a beautiful strike. And, uh, the one that hit the oh, yeah, That was yeah. exactly Drogba's range, range wasn't it? Right. 35 yards, that's It's one like. of those ones you see him lining up and you think, oh yeah. no, what are you going to do? Yeah. And then he comes and you know, does that. I, I've got an honourable mention. He beat Gomez. No, Gomez got a touch in it. Yeah, I he did. No, I don't think he did. He did. No, he I think he went straight on the crossbar. Got, got, got a hand. Got a hand on it. Okay. I think it was Golbat. There was also a moment which was probably right in front of Ross down in that corner of the sheds when uh, Torres was chasing down the ball against Corluca, and he ended up sort of just flicking, you know, robbing him, flicking it over him, and ending up putting a decent yeah, cross yeah. first half. Nice bit of skill. I thought that was nice. You like that? Okay, that's yeah. good. Right. Well, what about you, Ken? What do you reckon? I take him with a free kick because I was right behind it when um, he's standing. It was a case of like looking at Jogba and saying, "All right, yes, this is his territory." I haven't seen him put some free free kicks well for the last couple of games, and it was like, "Where's this going?" And you know when he does that stance and that casual run up, yeah. and then he hits it, and you can see the dip of the ball, and, mm. and I was at the side there. That's going in. That's going in. Oh. Damn! Damn! Didn't you know that one? That qualifies it when you go. Oh yeah! No, it was a class free kick. Don't get me wrong. Hit the boundary and come out. But I think I think in the context of how we describe a Guinness moment, which is quite often being compared to having an orgasm, you could say that that was coitus interruptus. Yeah, couldn't you? I have to say, I say so. Yeah, well, I do say so. But I have to say that I'm, I'm with with Canners and uh, and Ross with the free kick because I, I, you know, exactly. Oh, that's that's my vote. The other one was okay, okay. mention. So, so we're yeah. all, we're all. So four of us are yeah, agreeing. Tell. Um, I've been trying desperately to think of something else, but uh, I can't think of anything no. else but the but the great free kick by Drogba. Mm. Um, I can't think of anything else that uh, that will qualify. I'll make it easy for you. It's four against two. Oh, well. So there's no point in me racking my brain. It was, no. <laughs> it was a great team effort. I mean, that's, that's why there's no sort of yeah. particular incidents that's done it. But that one, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. It was a beautiful yeah, hit. Yeah. Free Drogs kick. free kick that hit the bar gets it. Okay, well chant of the match. Now, um, I'm going <laughs> o- to open this up because uh, even though I was so drunk, I hardly knew who I was. <laughs> largely because I'd been kidnapped by the Mantle Boys. On Saturday night, but as I was sitting outside the Warwick Arms, yes. thank you for reminding me where I actually was. Is that Warwick Road? No, I've no idea where it was. Yeah. Uh, no Warwick Road. But uh, anyway, uh, as, as, well, I, Rob. as I was sitting, me and Robert, me and Robert will explain why Warwick Road is. Uh, okay. Carry you just carry all on. Right, all right, all right, right. <laughs> I'm sitting outside the pub, and and Steve Mantle, completely sober, obviously. Pauses for effect. Uh, says, "Oi, oi, oi! You've got to have this for chart of the match." And I actually hadn't heard it, so I was quite intrigued. Uh, but he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ho- ho- horribly sing this for you because we all know that I can't You're sing. sing it horribly. But I'll try to sing it in the in the in the style of Steve Mantle, maybe. <laughs> I know that'll be impossible. Anyways. Oh, Aurelio Gomez, you are the love of my life. Aurelio Gomez, I'd let you shag my wife. Aurelio Gomez, I want floppy hands too. <laughs> That's like that's all this. Yeah, and, and he, he really he really liked that, didn't he, Darren? He did. And who am I to disagree? Who am I to disagree? Any better offers than that? Well, no, no. I thought, well, wasn't was it just me doing? Let's all do the 
Gomez. Yes. No, no, no. There's a throwback to the throwback to the. Scene. I saw you in the East, in the, in the shed up in the shed upper. There was, everybody else was sitting down apart from you. It was going. Let's all do the Gomez. I can see that. A throwback to that that semen one. Do you we remember did the it. Zola free kick yeah, against yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 We did it to that. Lukic before Let's that. We did it to, yeah. to, to Lukic when, uh, when it was a 3 3. Yeah, Viali at Highbury when he did the near post yeah. to do the Lukic. So Any other back. offers on uh, the Heraldio game or something? No. no. Well, all no. I can say is that. Uh, I thought the Chelsea chanting was great throughout the whole match. It was, was actually, wasn't it? We were good. All we were good. during the match, I had brilliant. And we were very good about the Y word, too, I thought. I wish I'd had the sound on, friends, all right? Steve <laughs> Mantle's suggestion of the Herelio Gomez song has to be the one, surely. Even though I didn't hear it at the game and it had to be repeated to me afterwards. But hey, <laughs> I never heard who's it. counting? Okay, right, to wrap this up, celery moment. Um, well, I, I, I saw this for my own eyes, and I have to oh, say, I, I thought it. it was very, very, very funny. But at half-time, apparently the fans of the Matthew Arling Lower were, were doing a bit of this to the line. <laughs> you know, sorry, for those of you watching in black and white, they were kind of doing the, we're we not, worthy, not worthy, we're not worthy to the lino who was check, you know, he checks the nets at half-time. <laughs> and it was the lino that had uh, given us the goal, which clearly oh, was right. not over the line. So they were giving him a bit of love. And I just thought that was quite funny. But I'm, I am open to offers, as always, Mark. How was it all the way from Sydney? Um, no, it was it was all great, but I didn't have the sound on, so it's a, okay. I miss out. No salary for you, Canners. What do you reckon? A moment of proper Chelsea during the game from the fans or the players? Chelsea. It was the fans at Tottenham because I was right next to them. Was, just don't get me wrong, they were singing hard. To Tottenham, Tottenham fans. They were singing hard. You can't and give I, it to them though. And no, I don't get me wrong. It. it was like second half. The uh, no half time. And after that goal, because of the dispute of that goal, they were so quiet. We could actually hear the game. I mean, literally quiet. You could have and heard a pin like, drop. Oh, my God. They were disputing that. And I mean, talking amongst us, what's going on? But, yeah, that was a moment. So, basically, the Spurs fans going quiet, quiet after yeah. the goal that wasn't a goal that was awarded. There you go. God, that's complicated, but I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> love that one, then. I, th- I thought the uh, the uh, reception uh, Gomez got for the Matthew Harding game when he came out for the second yes. half because he's got to he's got to face us for the entire yeah. walk oh, yeah. and he's yeah. getting all the uh, the uh, yeah. wonky arms and he tried to he, he almost tried to applaud us back but then Did like he? thought better of it he thought, then, he thought he might miss his hand he, he's doing that kind of warm up thing where he jumps up and starts trying to t- oh, yes, touch the top yes. of his uh, touch the top of the oh, the posts but he's so tall that he's going way above it he was just getting olayed just just, <laughs> just just absolutely rinsed. And uh, I think that's proper Chelsea. We never let you know a mistake go. I love that. You know, the one thing I will remember. I remember when uh, when uh, Seaman, because every year that Seaman would come and play against Chelsea after that that moment, we'd always go, "Let's all do, do the, the Seaman. Seaman. <laughs> Let's all do." And I remember that we all massively did it at the Matthew Harding end, and he actually turned around and, and started applauding, which I thought was quite classy. Well, I'll give him that. that. Like, you remember that? One time he started lifting up the Madrid trophies. Did he? he won fuck all for years. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, winning things. I thought it was brilliant when he did that. Yeah, you see, I thought that was quality. Ross? I've got to go for the sort of mass confusion that followed the Frank Lampard goal. It was, it, was, it was so bizarre. Watching it sort of go over the line, but it, you weren't quite sure. Everyone looking round... Wasn't sure if the goal had been given. No, it was a real delay. Even when the, was, even when the linesman yeah. started running up the pitch, he could have. But he didn't flag, did he? Did he press he the little did. vibrator button? Or oh, I think he just spoke over the uh, his uh, mic or. He's got a flag because the, the fans were really confused, weren't they? You yeah. got to just wave the flag. So like, some you... players started running back up the pitch, 
the referee, I didn't see him make any sort of goal arm movement that he does. And we mm. were just looking around going, is it? And then half of us were still sort of celebrating. With just mass confusion. Yeah, but we know what you're like. You always celebrate whether it's a goal or not. You did it at West <laughs> Brom. You know, you should, you should be practiced by now. You know, um, I, I have to say, and just, just to cast a vote, I'm going to basically Cheers. say. Oh, no. Cheers. Oh, 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 hang on. We've got benches. Benches. Are, benches are getting on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Louise they, and Terry. Try to convince the steward not to chuck that fan out. Yes. Oh, yeah. how yeah. could I forget? Absolutely proper chess. A late run. A late run. Actually, yeah, because Louise ran up to him. I thought Louise was going to remonstrate with the fan. But then he was tapping him on the head, patting him on the head, said, you'll be all right, you'll no, be all right. All bets are off. All bets are off. I forgot completely about that. Number one, a big fat Chelsea fan running on the pitch. Number two, number two, running and jumping into the arms of Frank Lampard in celebration because we're beating Tottenham. Number three, David Luiz trying to stop the steward from kicking him out and making him go back in his seat. That's it. There well, can be no other salary moments. I'm pretty sure he stayed there. I almost have missed that one, didn't it? Because that is proper Chelsea. I forgot all about I it. I missed that one. It happened, Paul. Oh it definitely gosh. happened. That is proper Chelsea. That's it, oh. go no further. That is this week's salary moment and there's no denying it. Well done. All right, a bit more sense or something, I don't know. Anyway, this, that was lovely, I enjoyed that. It was a good, good, good uh, salary moment bits this week. Now, some of you who uh, have yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest... Them not them again. ...will know this. <laughs> will not know this, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but we do have a, uh, a campaign at the moment to bring back the good old yellow and blue away kit that was worn in the 60s, from about 63, 4, up to 1972. Canners is nodding his head in approval, which is, which is what we need. Now, um, we do have a Facebook group, which is quite, quite easy to find, but much, much, much more importantly, um, Jason Covenock, who was over here a couple of weeks ago, has had the presence of mind to set up a proper petition. Now, I've posted a link to this on Twitter yesterday, and it's also on Facebook. So get your asses sorted out and go and sign this petition. Because, I mean, I know that, that, you know, we might not get it done. I know that they like selling electric bogey-coloured kids to seven-year-olds. But at least we can have a go. You know, let's let's yes. let's give, give you know, Ron Gawley a big fat gypsy message to say that the old school want the proper kit back. Mm. You know what I'm saying. Now... Things are about to hotten up. Hotten? Hotten up. Is that a new word you just invented? <laughs> it's a new word I've just invented. It's the second new word you've invented today. What, what you've just invented? What was the first new word I invented? Uh, fifth hundredth. Fifth hundredth. Fifth hundredth. There we go. Oh, that's a new number. It's a day of invention. Sorry. But much more importantly, after the break, we have something that we call occasionally don't look back in anger, which Tell likes to call... D-L-B-I-A. He certainly does. <laughs> and this week... What is yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> Come on! Come on! I know I'm new on the programme, but of course, what is that? Don't look back in anger. D-L-B-I-A. Sorry, I'm lost. We probably could have sung it better. It's called... Don't look back in anger. D-L-B-I-A. I'm going to tell you about... No, 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 I'm just going. This was the tone, the chorus, I thought he was in there. I was, anyway. Go okay, ahead. Go ahead no, no, sir. We won't start now. I'm sorry, all bets are off. That, that is the celery moment for this week. Yes. You know. I mean, Canna's reaction to that. 
This is why this program should be streamed as a video, not as an audio. Back to his schoolboy dancing. I know. If anybody's read Canners's book, which we're going to talk about in a minute, Black and Blue, you will know that that Paul is a bit of a natty dresser and he does like his sound system. So I'm very upset that you don't know that it's D L B I A. You should know that. I'm going to be using it. I'm disappointed in you. I'm going to be using it. Anyway, it's a really big surprise this week of who we're going to feature on Don't Look Back in Anger. It's a guy uh, who played for Chelsea in the 80s and his name is Paul Cannaville. Thank you. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football fancasts are always on the lookout for enthusiastic writers and show presenters to get involved with our fancasts. If you want to have a go and think you can represent the fans' views, email us at getinvolved@footballfancast.com. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, we are back, and uh, this for us is a first because we we introduced the uh, "Don't Look Back in Anger" bit of the show. Um, kind of, I think it was about after Christmas, wasn't it, Tell? Yeah. And it's apparently been very popular. People really like us uh, uh, digging out these uh, stories that uh, Kelvin Barker's written about some players that we might have forgotten and need to be reminded of. But we have never done one in the presence of the player himself. So this is a real first for us, Paul. Okay. So basically, if you don't like anything that I'm about to say in the next five minutes, you blame Kelvin Barker, all right? <laughs> Not me. I just want to make that clear. Anyway, uh, this is the career of Paul Cannaville, who uh, played for Chelsea between 1981 and 1986. He was a winger, 
He was born on Sunday the 4th of March 1962 and he was born in Hillingdon, London, Hillingdon. England. Yes. Hillingdon. Go for Hillingdon. I used to live in Hillingdon. <laughs> the same place as Robbie D Bobby D. <laughs> I used to live in Hillingdon. Unlike Martin and uh, Bobby D, Paul could play football. And he made his league debut for Chelsea on Monday the 12th of April 1982 in a 1-0 win at Crystal Palace aged 20. He made 53 league appearances for Chelsea, 26 of them as sub, and he scored 11 goals. Now, as the first ever black player for a club who at the time attracted a large number of unwanted hardcore racists amongst its following, King Cannaville had to display immense strength of character and dignity to win over a large section of his own so-called supporters who abused him regularly in the months following his debut. Obviously low on confidence, it took some very public support from Ken Bates. Ahem, sorry. <coughs> you did tell me to interrupt You can interrupt that. whenever you like. <coughs> and when he said the word support from uh, a particular Mr Bates, I wouldn't have thought so. so really? Was he not as supportive as we are I don't to think believe? he was mm. very much so. We'll he... talk about that in a minute, Paul, because yes, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, to give the skillful left winger the boost he needed and his three goals in the spring of 1983 proved crucial as Chelsea narrowly avoided relegation to Division 3. Yes, indeed. Finishing just two points out of the bottom three after remaining unbeaten in the last four games of the season. Selected ahead of Pat Nevin and Peter Rhodes-Brown as the new season began, Cannaville appeared to have found the elusive consistency that he had previously lacked and in December he struck a hat-trick as Swansea were thrashed 6-1 at the bridge. However, when both player and club suffered a mid-season dip in form, the experienced Mickey Thomas was recruited, as we all know now, uh, he was the 1980s equivalent of Fernando Torres. Uh, and his classy displays over the next 18 months ensured that Cannaville reverted to being little more than a squad player for the remainder of his Chelsea career, being used most effectively when he appeared as a substitute. It was in this role that his career highlight was achieved when he came on at half-time in a Milk Cup quarter-final at Sheffield Wednesday with the Blues three goals down. Paul scored twice, his first after just 11 seconds as Chelsea salvaged a draw. It was, however, frustratingly typical after such an inspired performance that he should... Oops, sorry, Paul, I have to read this out. <laughs> that he should miss an open goal in the replay. After a dreadful final season when he started just five matches, Cannaville joined Reading for 50,000 in August 1986, where his career was effectively ended by a very nasty injury, as I, re as I recall, suffered later in that same year. Uh, you know, Paul had a, 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 you know, if you've ever read his book, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, um, you'll under understand what an amazing experience Paul had playing for Chelsea. But um, what I will say is that um, we, uh, I nicked a, a DVD copy from Mark Worrell Enterprises, uh, Dodgy DVDs Incorporated, which has got highlights of the Sheffield Wednesday uh, Chelsea game. And we all watched it with Paul before we started the show. And uh, we did count, didn't we? From the, from the <laughs> halftime, you know, whistle go, or, you know, from when they restarted uh, after the second, for the second half, we counted and it was 11 seconds. They're yeah. dead right about that. And your celebration for the fourth goal was brilliant. Sorry, third goal was brilliant. Fourth goal was brilliant. What am I yeah. talking about? Uh, if only Doug Ruby hadn't screwed it up. <laughs> we will talk more about that in a minute. But after the break, we're going to put Paul through an experience far worse than uh, than playing with Mickey Thomas <laughs> or even Joey Jones. We're going to make him do 60-second fan. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> 
FootballFanCast.com. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Oh, yes! Now, as I said, you know, Paul, 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 if you've read Paul's book, it's the most incredible life story I've ever had the privilege to read. But nobody has ever had a challenge until they've done 60 Second Fan. I'm serious, That's Paul. That's real pressure. This is real pressure. Are you ready for this, Canners? Is the clock on? No, no, no. I say when the, the clock, clock starts. Is on. I say when the Let's clock starts. Are, are you okay? I'm ready now. You've gone through your warm up? I'm you going through. Do it. your little dance? The next stretches. He's nice and loose. He's, Go he's, a, he's got, Okay, are you ready, Paul? Yes. What was your favourite Chelsea home match? Favourite Chelsea home match would be against Swante, scoring the hat trick, three goals. Good answer. And what was your favourite Chelsea away match? Definitely the Sheffield Wednesday coming yeah. back. Hillsborough. Hillsborough 3 0 Dan coming back, as well as my dad for the first time being there wow. and seeing me after 18 years. Yeah, must yeah. definitely. That I forgot be. about that. That's oh. absolutely bang on. What was your best Chelsea goal ever? Best Chelsea goal? I'll tell you what, besides the two goals I scored at Sheffield Wednesday, the most important goal was when we played Fulham. Um, it was like. Division what was it? Division three, division two. We was down the bottom. Two, division two, and one of one of the what run-ins to the it, end of the end of the season. We just was, about got away with it. Yeah. Uh, corner inflicted on my Mickey Joy. I was told to stay at the back just in case any balls went across, and it came to me on the half volley, and I hit it first time. And what a blinding goal! I kind of <laughs> I went to celebrate down the end, and I slipped <laughs> in this great puddle. Nobody realised I slipped, but my fans came and put my players came and picked me up, and like. I said, in one puddle right in the arse <laughs> but that, yeah it was great greatest moment because it was an important goal do you remember that Bobby D I actually don't I have to apologise tell tell we had to win that game or we had to draw to keep up as well draw one all oh and Gordon Davis was playing as well I believe yeah. that one Tell remembers. Hey! Here we go. What's the time? What's the time? Quick. Okay, that's all right. We're already over, but everybody always is um, because we distract you, Gannis. That's the whole point. Uh, okay, who is your favourite Chelsea player? Favourite Chelsea player and still is my favourite mate. It was Pat Nevin. We Pat. Yes. We Pat. It was a case of like when we got together. It was. Um, we got in the coach and we usually play music on the coach. We were the only two that play music while yeah. everybody played cards. Yeah, yeah. And I usually had my Michael Jackson, my Stevie Wonders. And Pat brings his beat on and I was like, oh, Pat, who's this? And he told me, Cat Stevens. I went, Cat Stevens? No way. Where the f- did he get a name like that? But like, he played this <laughs> tune and like, he had me songs. I'll tell you what, Cat Stevens had them beat. And I was, after that, tune it was? I don't know the tune. I swear, Lord, Pat is the only one who got me into Not some wild, various wild music. World, Wasn't Wild World was a wild world. Yeah, could have been. Baby, baby, it's a wild world. Yuck, I think it could have been that one. We played the beats on the thing, and like only me and Pat would play beats on the on the coach. I'm loving that. So me and him. See, because when I one of the things I used to love most about Pat Nevin, because I was a bit punky when I was in those times, and he used to love bands like Joy Division, Cocteau Twins, and and I used to love him for that. I mean, apart from his football, I just this guy loves my music anyway um, where were we ah 60 second fan what was your most legendary Chelsea moment legendary mm, gotta be Sheffield Wednesday yeah because it was it man. was unbelievable getting that fourth goal coming on well first it was like I'll tell you what this is to talk about it it was like we've done pre-match well pre-match before that and um, 
we had something to eat like, before in the afternoon and I ate so much thinking I oh, know I've got to be in the half time <laughs> and I mean I ate so much you know when your belly's right full up and you're yep. thinking God this has got to digest before I go and the stomach was not digesting it was like I felt like overweight I felt oh God he, I hope he just don't cause me number 11 anyway I'm subbing I said no oh, that's good giving it time and I swear Lord I watching I'm sitting down and my belly was turning up and next thing you know one nil they went up two nil they went up I went, oh, three nil and it was like the woman Sheffield Wednesday woman she said don't worry there will be a next time <laughs> she did she kept giving me sweets I swear you not every goal she gave me sweets and I was looking at Keith Jones at the time I said we ain't coming back from this and even though when like, I'm is it Colin E got injured and Del Jasper came and changed it over yeah, come and sing and I just I wouldn't expect it what happened there most definitely and don't get me wrong because the first goal it was like just instinct chasing following 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 and I'm not usually I'm like Kalu and I'm going to be honest like that when I get in front of the goal I get nervous I'll take on three four five players but when it comes to me being in the box one on one I am nervous but um I'm glad I hit it and it went low to the keeper's good right. Good goal, mate. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the speed of it. I think, yeah, that you didn't have to think about yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, when you don't thing. think, you just hit it, bam. Instinct. When you've got to think, I'm like, oh, God. Um, he can see why I'm going to pass this thing. He's gone there. But, um, yeah, you're right. The speed of it, the way it came up, I finished. All right. All right, Canners. Uh, it's now officially the longest ever 60 seconds. <laughs> Just five minutes. You get, you get, you do get a prize for that. I, to be okay, right we've got two more questions. It's very. These are the easy I've ones. Those are the hu- those are the hard ones. These are the easy ones. Good. What's your favourite Chelsea pub? Soba. 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 Yeah. Um, when I say that, um, there's a good I, story behind. I was this, invited down to the Soba. Um, young man, um, Stephen, Stephen, I call him. And um, I went. He said, "Look, Kenneth, you got to come to someone." I was like. Too, too kind of dubious about oh god coming down so but it must be some right lads down here I don't know about that one but um before I knew it I was on Facebook and everybody Kennedy's coming down so but I went oh my god he's had to advertise this <laughs> so I got down there and it was literally Mobbed. jammed full out I've got in there Kennedy's Kennedy's I said no it's not I've got the hat down thinking nobody's recognising and I've run in the corner, I stayed in the corner, and next thing you know, there's plastic me over with drink. Brandy's my drink, as you might notice. <laughs> so I've had these drinks, and Brandy was going down in abundance. And there it was, Cannibal, you got to sing a song. I said, You don't what? You got to sing a song. I said, Oh, you're joking, man. No, no, no. And everybody went, Shh! And they literally went, Shush! And I was like, God, you're joking. <laughs> I was really joking. And what did I sing? Ten man in his mouth. No, is it? Ten man went to mo. Ten men down. Yeah, ten men went to mo. Went to went mo. To mo, mo and unbelievable. Coming down to the, was it? You cut down to the. Is it the night for the, the night where you got to bend down? Oh, my back was killing me. And I made it go down. And we jumped in like that. And it went unbelievable. I swear you not. I kept hearing this song. You know, when you're on great games and the home games, you're hearing this song. But actually, now being involved in a pub. No, that was the devil. Best day of my life. Lovely yeah. stuff. Yeah. I know. Look, I know. I, I know the answer to the next question. Your favourite drink is Mr. Brandy. Mr. Brandy. Mr. One of my favourites too. Okay, Canners. That was Six minutes, fifty-three seconds. Six, Six minutes. minutes. <laughs> that beats Jason Cundy. Yeah, Jason Cundy in second. Was it? Yeah. Oh my that, god. That even beats the Cundy. We will indeed be back in a minute after the break to talk to Paul all about his career for Chelsea. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, 
and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. For those of you out there, you, you, you may you may not be familiar with Paul as a, as, a, as a Chelsea player. It was it was quite a while ago, but you might know Paul through uh, an unbelievable book, uh, his autobiography that came out what two, two, about three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah two, about three years ago. Which was actually co-written by a great friend of ours, Rick Glanville, who is also a Chelsea historian. historian. I was going to say, most importantly of all, a Gate 17 resident, although he does have the dubious pleasure of sitting about five yards from Smart. He does, yeah. He does, doesn't he? But Rick's a great lad. And uh, I'm just going to read you the synopsis of this book because... Uh, it's quite incredible. Paul Cannibal's story is one of the, one of extreme racist bigotry, shattering career-ending injury, a decline into drug abuse, battles against cancer, family tragedy, and a determination to beat the odds. Cannibal was Chelsea's first black first-team player, making his debut in 1982, but he was warmed up on the touchline. His own supporters began chanting. I'm not going to say what they chanted. It was pretty vile. The racist bile continued whenever he played, but within a year he had won over the terraces with his explosive pace and skill. Canneville fell out with the Chelsea board and moved to Reading in 1986, where injuries suddenly ended his career at the age of 24. This started a downward spiral, including the death of his baby in his arms, two bouts of life-threatening lymph cancer, drug abuse and homelessness. But Paul fought back. In this explosive and shocking story, Paul finally explains why, despite everything, he is more positive than ever and has remained a fervent Chelsea fan all of his life. This is a story of hope, eventually overcoming adversity. Now, uh, three or four people wrote some brilliant things about this. Uh, Not me, I'll tell you what I wrote in a minute. But Pat Nevin said, one of the most powerful sports books ever written. An exceptional account of an extraordinary man. The Observer wrote, unputdownable. The Mirror wrote, a, compellingly, a compelling read, skillfully put together. And Henry Winter, who, who is one of my favourite journalists, I have to say, who's a lovely chap, wrote mm. compelling. Now, as you know, we've got a book review uh, on the Chelsea Fancast website where we you know, go through a lot of the books that me and the boys love a lot. And, and, and I'll tell you about the story when I read this, Paul, but what, my review went like this. If I tell you that Paul Cannaval was Chris Norman the celery terrorist mm. favourite player growing up it might make you wonder what all the fuss was about but this was a player who was consistently racially abused by his own fans thankfully we have moved on from those dark days and that is in no small part down to Canna's bravery as a man and a footballer but that was just the start to state to say that this was one of the most emotional and moving autobiographies I have ever read on, on football or any other subject would be uh, an understatement Canna's story defies belief. How one man can face so many problems and still come back fighting is genuinely inspirational. It also puts in perspective a few games lost here and there. I would love to get Paul on the show. It would be a real honour for all of us, especially those who were lucky enough to see him play, particularly in the 4-4 against Sheffield Wednesday. Now, I wrote that about a year ago, and we have you on the show! We really are honoured, mate. Paul, um, we are really very honoured to have you on the show, my friend. And this, as I said, this is all about you for the next probably three hours, knowing us. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you're, not, you're not in a hurry, are you, Paul? <laughs> but, um, you know, you're, the bar shot, so. 
your Chelsea career started when we were pretty bloody awful. If, if it was, if all is, uh, if we're all being honest, and we nearly did drop down to Division Three, as you were you were saying a minute ago. Now, I mean, how did you feel? Because you were, did you play in the game against uh, the, the infamous game against Bolton, where we basically no sub. You were sub. Yeah, sub. How did the boys yeah, feel when they got away with it? Because we um, got away with it, didn't we? Oh, don't get me wrong, um, Alliance. That we was when in that change room, it was such a relief. Um, we felt that we didn't deserve to go down, but don't get me wrong, it was that tight. And f- not just for us as the boys, it was for the fans as well, but it was for John Neal. And I ain't gonna lie to you, for me, John Neal gave me my opportunity. He was a gentleman, a truly gentleman, the guy was. Um, and it's for him as well, especially, so yeah, it was tight. He he, he was well loved as Chelsea manager. Did he, yeah. he sign you? Yeah, he signed me. Yeah. I'm unsure, I was watching that um, programme there, and I remember on. Ron Stewart, he was the scout at Chelsea when I was at Hillingdon Borough. And I remember Southern League, tough league that was. If you couldn't come through that league, I'll tell you what, you couldn't be able to make a professional footballer. You played for Hillingdon? Yeah. yeah. I was a young boy. And Bass, Alan Bats was, was the manager. Bought me my first boots. And I'll tell you these boots. Have anybody heard the name of Patrick's? Yeah, man. I used to have a pair of Patrick's. Well, yeah. if you know you've been Patrick's, that was the kangaroo leather boots. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, those, these boots was oh so comfortable. They were like slippers, and he took me to the sports shop. I ain't gonna lie to you, first time. Don't my mum. Mum couldn't afford the boots. It was like Wolves, Winfield, or whatever they yeah, were called. Uh, and he took me down to the shop. He said, "Poor man, get yourself a boots." I said, well, "What do you mean? Pick yourself a boots." And I thought, "No, man, he's gonna buy me boots." But like I am, I always pick the cheapest one. He said, "Canners, put you know what? He didn't call me Canners then. Come put, put yourself a pair of boots." And I thought, "You sure?" And I looked at these Patrick boots, man. They were the leather. Oh, it's just so smooth, so nice, so soft. I said, can I have these? He said, yeah. And at that time, back in 98, what? We're talking 70, maybe 75, 76. Wow. 79 pound they cost. And that God. was a lot of money Bloody for a boots, straight up. And I tell you, I looked after those boots so much. Talking of, talking of John Neal, uh, that John Neal side in the mid '80s is is for for men of a certain age or Chelsea fans of a certain age. Mm. It, it, it's a very 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 well loved team. Um, you know, Tell have been going since the '70s. Martin have been going since the '70s. I kind of got into Chelsea around that time when I when I moved up here, and it, you know I still wear the uh, the old Lecoque Sportif blue shirt oh to the to the games. You know, not not the original one because yeah. there's no way in God's earth I'd, I'd fit into it now. <laughs> I was a lot I was a lot was fitter at those days. But I mean, it was a very, very well-loved team. What what made that team so special, Canis? Um, coming there and meeting the lads, and you got to understand, I was about twenty years old, and um, to be invited uh, um, to Stamford Hill, um, Stamford Bridge, I just saw these guys on telly. So you can just imagine the young boy coming. I'm standing next to Mickey Dre, the living giant. And um, Mickey Fillory and I came along. Peter Barrett, I was like, "Damn, man, I'm with these boys." And like, I'm telling my mates, and they say, "Who are they?" I said, "No, nah, man, you don't know about football. You ain't chasing yeah. football. These guys, we seen Chelsea play." And don't get me wrong, I'm gonna be honest right here. And my you might not like it. I didn't support Chelsea at the time. Ooh. And I've got to be honest and say, the team that I know a lot of you fans didn't like, it was. Was Leeds United? I suppose. No. Oh, no! I just wanted to get this out because it hadn't been out, and I just. Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and 
Anyway, carry on. It soon changed, don't get me wrong, but um I saw an interview with you on YouTube and you were wearing a Chelsea top and a Chelsea training top on top of that. So. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I was that's like, it's a Paul, we forgive you. It was, yeah, it was, for me, one of the exciting times um, signing for Chelsea. And um, when I got there, it was, um, Johnny always believed in me. And don't get me wrong, we was having a bad time as we were in that second division. And every game counted, really, and don't get me wrong, to even give me a chance of playing. And I remember the first time I had to travel away. And I think it was, it might, might have been that Bolton game yeah. that um, I was called in. So, yep, you're involved in the squad. And I went, you what? And I had to call my mum. And she had to, she just passed her test. This is my mum driving a Fiesta, Ford Fiesta, who could hardly drive on the motorway, had to go and get my suit. And meet me on name one, one of the stops in the M1 yeah, to bring yeah. suit. I couldn't believe it. Mum, I need my suit. I'm, I'm going away. I'm travelling away. And this is a time, a young guy. Now, I've never been in a coach that had tables. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time. Can you imagine? We've been on trips. And don't get me wrong. We've been on trips with the church. where We went to France, Calais and stuff. But, it, I mean, you can just imagine. 52 seats. Not a table. Not a toilet inside. I'm now on a coach with a table and toilets. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm like, oh, my God. Was luxury. That was luxury for yeah. me. As a black boy, it was. I'm going to be brilliant. honest with you. That's brilliant. So um, there was mum met us in some. I don't know how she got back. She said she got herself lost and yeah, going in the coach. She was like, yeah, it was like Paul Cunners. You, you, you don't know what's happening there until I reached the hotel and that was it. You thought, um, all right, what do I do here now? And you get put your stuff away and come down for dinner. Come down for dinner. Oh, <laughs> so and it was one of those carveries. Help yourself. Oh shit! <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like my food, but I didn't want to show you <coughs> how much I like my food. I helped myself to this plate, and it was like, God, it was a mountain. I ain't gonna lie to you, because I ate my food. I made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good for you. It, oh man, it was free. Yeah, that's what you said. You had to say it like it's that. All you want. It was free meal, and I tell you what, I ate that food and did it digest well the next night. I swear to God. And so it's a completely different world. Definitely. I mean, totally. you, you just said this a minute ago, which was, I, th- I thought was interesting, but, uh, you know, like us, you were watching all these guys on TV, mm. and in spite of the situation that Chelsea was in, they were still a really, really big club. They were a very famous club, and suddenly you're, you're, you're thrust Drafting into a team. In. You've got Pat Nevin, Kerry Dixon, yeah. Eddie Neddy, Colin Pates, Mickey Thomas, Joey Jones. I mean, what was that like? No, you don't know. It's like we mentioned earlier on, like you're a small person in a big town and it felt like that for yeah. me. Don't get me wrong, with Hillenden come from Hillenden, I generally kinda got on with the ex players that are coming out of semi you know what I mean, pro coming in the game and and I was just, you know, developing and now I was confident. But when I came to Chelsea it was yes confident but not too confident. It was like, as you said, not making a mistake because this was my only chance to right. prove. Um, but um, the lads were very supportive. Most definitely, the lads were great with me, and this was the best thing about it, really, because there I was, strange way, and I got on with the youngsters as well, the apprentice like the Keith Dublin, the Keith Jones, and the Bobs. And um, it kind of helped. It really did help me. How, how good? I mean, you know, Pat, Pat, and Kerry, uh, you know, two great heroes of, of a lot of the lads here for for certain. Mickey's 
cult hero Love and he's it. only a boy. Colin Pate's very underrated. But how Love good it. were these guys? I mean, how good was Pat, for example? Pat, unbelievable score. This boy on the tuppence, this boy can turn you. Um, it was, for me, Pat would say, Kenneth, I, I, boy, I wish I had your speed. And I would say, boy, Kenneth, Pat, I wish I had your skill. Because I mentioned the combination of that too. And um, it was that, you know what I mean? It was like, when you went away to clubs, it was the fearsome two wingers. I have a pat on one side, yes. and the other side. And yes. if it wasn't going Proper on, football, mate. we could change over. Pat, come on, man. That's yeah, it. you ready? And change over. Yeah. Until, until that season, nobody had heard of Pat Nevin yeah, after oh, the border. Unbelievable. He played for Clyde, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. no. Signed for 95,000 quid. Can you imagine when we saw him? We should. Queeny, squeeny, and he was so weedy, yeah. I swear, Lord, as you got close, anybody that got close to him, he moved that ball. It was intellect. He just moved that ball. It was like unbelievable. He could beat people at will. Oh, I'm telling you, the boy. Oh, he built a different life to us. Yeah, loved it. That was great stuff. Because you had tons of speed. Loved it. And speed and strength because I couldn't knock you off the ball oh, yeah. you had speed and strength you did oh, you, when you went to away games in those days did you have single rooms or shared rooms no we shared rooms who did you use oh, the room with share, who did I share with Spackman Spackers no 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 Spackman well because if you've known if you've read this book I was notorious with um, to know a lot of women at the time no really? hey! <laughs> you lucky whatever alright and Obviously, I was getting these phone calls all time of night. And, <laughs> oh, no, is Before it the Nigel? days of mobiles. Yeah, no, yeah. He'd come through the hotel and he's like, Nigel, I'm getting speckers, weren't getting no sleep at all, I tell you. So, yeah, I had to shut that down. Well done. Most definitely. <laughs> now, listen, there was, a, there, was a great, there was a great book that uh, Kelvin and DJ and uh, Mark Warrell wrote about a year ago called Chelsea Here, Chelsea There, which tells the story from the players and the fans' point of view about the, uh, the first match that Chelsea played when they got back up to the old first division in 1984. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, when we played yeah. Arsenal, it was 1-1. Now, I know I gave you the DVD earlier, and it's got some of the highlights of that on, but... Um, that must have been an amazing match. What do you remember about that? Because, I mean, the che- Chelsea turned up in unbelievable numbers. And we played really well against a very, very favoured team that year, didn't like we? Like I told you the other day, I got the full uncut version. And we really took it to che- um, Arsenal. And that game, can't forget it. Because I remember, I'm living down the road in Dalston. And all my friends that I've yeah, met, they're poor Arsenal, Arsenal fans. They were right giving it to me. Don't get me wrong. And I asked, yeah, yeah, and I asked my um, governor, Janil, if I could make my own way. He said, yeah, I I do that point. I said, all right. And I remember that day, it was so warm, it was beautiful. Tell tell was tell was there. It was warm. Yeah, I was was there. It was a lovely, great day. Hot summer day. It was a great day. First day of the season, it was brilliant. So it was. There I was wearing his overcoat. Was it? Was it a big one? It was one brown overcoat, like. I was boiling in the bastard. <laughs> so I've got into the changing room, and there I was right in the changing room, and I was thinking, damn, why am I so hot in there? I've taken off the clothes, and I'm still hot, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? So that's when I took off my shoes, and the floor was hot, and I was like, wait, what's going on with the floor? Yeah. Didn't know about underheating. Well, that was just new to me. I think, God, this is really. But um, I think being knowing that, because we knew by the week there that we was involved, and I was number 11, that was the day for me. It was like, you, you, every time I slept, it was like constantly going over this game. How am I going to portray this game? How am I going to play in this game? And obviously at the time, we had, they had um, 
it? Woodcock, Mariner. No, who's right back? Viv Anderson. Viv Anderson. Viv Anderson. England just, yeah. Dougie put him into Rose Ed. I tell you what, Dougie played. Yeah, just starting, yeah. And I was thinking, shit, I've got to take him and he's moving out. I said, hold on. And then Dougie's got to take And it was a case of Dougie. I did most of the time track him back because I couldn't. Well, I had to because all I could hear was Dougie. Canners, man! Canners, man! I need your fucking help, man! <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's all he said. I need your fucking help, man! And that's all I had to do was track back in between just to stop Viv just taking those runs down the line. It was, But we took it to them, man. I saw that game that's and I couldn't sure. believe it. Brilliant. Seriously. And it so that was your first ever game in the first, first division? Oh, first in the tournament. And then when you turned around yeah. and saw the Chelsea packed out in that end. Unbelievable. On the clock end. They were singing unbelievable. And I think you know who I like. And I like, because he was a hero to me as well, and I like this guy. And Duncan Moore, he was the Arsenal keeper, Pat Jennings. Yeah. Great you know, Well, let me tell you something. When I swear to Tottenham, I just think he was just a calm Irishman. Mm. Everything he'd done, he'd done it just with ease. And where he was, he was was picking balls with one arm. Being there and I was like, how are we going to beat this guy? Because he was just phenomenal. superb keeper, he really Definitely was. Definitely was. But um, we took it to them, and don't get me wrong, the fans were great. That's I noticed when the fans, anyway, when we're at home, and don't get me wrong, even when we're losing 1 0 down, you can hear Chelsea in the abundance. Even at Sheffield Wednesday when we was losing. The fans were, the fans were such, come on. That's what I wanted to ask you about, right? if Chich would allow me. No, 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 you're allowed. Um, <laughs> because just I, what I was there at that game, it's Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, I remember at halftime, three 0 down, and we just started singing and singing and singing. And what I've heard is that in the changing room, whether this is true or not, Johnny Neal. I, I, I mean, uh, I read that as well. Uh, said that uh, that listen. He said listen to those fans outside. Whether that's a pop or four or not, I don't know. Is that They've come all that way, mate, listening, because you like sang. We was, I remember I stopped you, singing at half-time. If we didn't buzz from that, because you know I mean? we were away, you've got to imagine, we're away from home, and you're hearing Chelsea sing so loud, especially like that. 3-0 down on, at half-time, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it entices anybody. We, we always got enticed with that. It, it was a shame that we always went down a goal, that we had to... From a goal down, yes, we had to entice here in the crowd and started to perform, and we did that often. I remember like that season, we did that a lot. Yeah, but it, yeah, so you did. could have almost said, you know, unlike everybody else, sing when you're losing, sing, you well, sing when you're losing. Gave <laughs> yeah. that well, no, not, not Chelsea. That. The Chelsea fans are such well. Well, Paul's going to say how great the Chelsea fans were in that era. Yeah, as are now. Great, that's definitely. That's his testament to be because of that Sheffield Wednesday game when I three and a done half time we were singing and singing and hopefully uh, it had an effect it had an you effect <laughs> and, you saw the effect and then we come out in the second half and when he scored I've never seen a celebration like it it was a it was your celebration Paul was unbelievable <laughs> and the Chelsea fans like, reveled glad. in it I've just it was, such, it was a hand held high <laughs> going Punch in the air, but punch in the air. Before, before we got to that one, which was the one that put us 4 3 up, you scored 
11 seconds after coming on as a substitute at half time. I mean, how did you feel when you put that one away? Because well, we've just seen the video of it before we did the show. And you, you didn't uh, go mental. You were like, very, no, very I mean, business, I rubbing the hands together. Come on, I, let's have it. I think when you're going like that, you don't have time to be celebrating because you're down three, three goals. Yeah, yeah. You want the next game, you're starting straight away. Get that ball, starting half time. Let's go. Let's get that attack going again. And I think after that, we was just hoping. Straight on them. We were, we were yeah. I, I couldn't yeah, agree. They were, the, they were on the back foot then. Oh, that was it. You, would, I was surprised the way we were thinking, Hold on, three one. Mm. We still got to win this game, but but also Chelsea, you lot went loopy and just slapped straight them. from. Did you think you scored the winner when you got the fourth goal? Um, yeah, yeah. Because um, you look bloody happy when well, you're so on the terrace. Of course we do. You, you think, God, Paul, you've just come on, scored the first, and you scored the winner. You're thinking, God, how long is to go? You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Oh. I did look. See, when I went down that line, <laughs> I was waving like that. I looked for the woman at the side, but she'd gone. And, um, <laughs> she, I did. She said she'd gone. She'd, she'd moved out long She couldn't believe it. She was shaking her head. Keith said she, mm. after the three goals come back. Um, but I was saying in that game, I should have had another fourth. I should have had a third, to be honest, when David Speedy put me through. And I had one and one in the keeper. And that's what I said about yeah, the one and yeah. one. I'm like... No, no, we're going to forgive you that one. Blimey, <laughs> I was there. Do you want to forgive you that? Talk, talk, talking, that. Yeah. talking of forgiving, talking of forgiving, have you forgiven Doug Ruby yet? Oh, the boy, don't was, get me wrong. Doug Ruby, because... Uh, uh, no, gentlemen, don't get me wrong. He's yeah. a big, stroppy gentleman, but... Um, <laughs> Um, a nice guy, but I'll tell you what, when he does give, when he has his game, when he's on his game, trust me, he was uh, frightening, straight in with tackles. Then yes. when you said that first game we played Arsenal, he was unbelievable. He straight in, when he followed, bam! And I was glad he was Proper on our side. Proper old school. I love don't get me I mean, wrong. I, I don't get me wrong, but I love players like there that. 100% committed. Oh, that's when we get away with it. Don't get me wrong nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's only two of us in this pub that was at that game, Cutters. Me and you, Giza. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, did you put that one in you? Yeah. <laughs> one, one of you was on the pitch. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. there you go. Unusually, it wasn't tell. Oh, yeah. But well, that, that's what I was going to ask. I could have been right. on the pitch after. As a fan, so. right? Yeah. As a player, what we saw, you're 3-0 down. Are you not deciding to go on? Nah. You must be joking. Nah, we were Chelsea fans. In so those days... Are we you were... saying that you saw there was still a chance? No, we didn't see there was a chance. But we thought we'd... We thought at half-time... There, was, well, there wasn't a chance, but we thought... We're going to cheer Chelsea on to the no end. Non-stop. No matter what. Like, That's uh, what we thought on the terraces. Like the 6-0 Rotherham we were talking about last week. Yeah, well, what no, uh, well, whatever. But but that's what we. <laughs> I'm talking about the thinking on the terrace. He's up. At three He's nil up. down at half time at Sheffield Wednesday. We thought, yeah, we're three nil down. We're not oh, going to yeah. win it, but we're going to we're yeah, going to yeah. cheer non-stop with Chelsea. We're going to yeah. give them, and we're going to give Sheffield Wednesday all the stick we can. But we're going to cheer Chelsea yeah. on non-stop, non-stop. And uh, it sort of worked. <laughs> it did sort of yes. work. You can't say further than that. Paul, um, I've got a, a, a great question here from... Uh, you, actually, you, you'll love this. Because I asked a few of the people to, to, to send it. I said, have you got any questions for Canners? He's on the show tonight. So, so email them in. And uh, we've got one from a guy called Sammy R. Rays from Dubai. Top man. Now, I know, because I had coffee with Jeffrey you last week. I know, I know that you went out to Dubai with the yeah. old boys yeah. to play a match there. And Sammy says, do you remember him? Sammy. 
Sammy. He would have been the really drunk one in the corner. <laughs> did I sign with two a proper books? Lunch I bet you did. But anyway, he's got a great question for you. He says, please ask Paul what he misses most about Chelsea. The man is a legend and a gent. What do I miss? Got me not playing, man. Just actually playing football. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the grounds and I'm watching them. And, uh, and on the left there, you see Malouda, you see Kalou, and you're thinking, come it on, could man, be me. Take, yeah, take him on, take him on, what's up? And you're thinking, God, Paul, what would you have done in his shoes just now? You know what I mean? And just getting that ball across. We think the same thing, but we obviously couldn't do it ourselves. But we, 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 <laughs> never, we never had no, the chance. I like to think we could. It's, oh, the, yeah, the, thing, the thing I was going to say is that the, the thing about football, it's an, I mean, even if you have a 20-year career, mm. it's still an incredibly short career by the standards of most people's careers. Yeah. You had a four- or five-year career, mm. so that was incredibly short. So it must, it must be In awful prime. watching it now. I mean, talking, talking of, of that, I mean, you, 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 you know... you. To say that you had a, I mean, to have an injury like that when you're 24, 25, which basically finishes your career, must be absolutely gutting. Um, but, you know, having read your book, I mean, you know, what you went through after that was unbelievable. I mean, how the hell did you find the strength to get through all of that? Um, I'll tell you, the worst time of my life after that, um, to be honest, getting involved in drugs, um, cancer, and my son dying in my hands, it was. I honestly wanted them to take me, to be honest. Yeah, um, I can believe that. And it was like, why me? It, yeah, it was a question, why me? Um, and at 24, I, I probably took it a bit calm because I, I do that anyway with everything. I take everything a bit calm. And it, it was eating me inside, to be honest, to having to retire at an early age. I hadn't. For 24, 25, you're thinking, damn, you're in your prime. And the first thing that man, that specialist came out and tells you that you'll not be able to play again, you're thinking, nah, man, that, you can't be telling me those words, yeah. mate. And for the whole year of rehabilitation, it was the hardest thing I'm telling you. You don't know, I was trying to get running here, strengthening the leg, in the swimming bars, riding bikes up the hills. Um, and then you thought, all right, yeah. Here's a chance now to get back and you're starting to play. I probably, what I did, I probably came back too early as well when I was out reading after the injury. But um, you're not thinking that at the time, you're just thinking about getting back and start playing football. And it died from there really, that every time I played, the knee just kept swelling up and it was like a balloon, trust me. Um, that reading with putting the signs really, um, by handing me a, a, you know what I mean, a paycheck um, to retire early, and that was it. From you knew that, where where did you go from there, really? And when I did, it was like coming back home, and then all this time now, you're not getting up in the morning. I think, oh, Paul, I can't live on this. I've got to find work. Yeah. And that was when it kind of switched in, really, getting up at four in the morning just to go for work for security, man. I've, like when we trained, it was like half past nine, ten o'clock. Go down <laughs> yeah. to the training ground and you finish at twelve. Now this was like half four to four o'clock, four four in the morning, six in the morning to four p.m. This was a totally different, completely different life from the one different that you, life. You, I just weren't really kind of had it. mapped out for you. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, I can't, I can't even. I mean, you know, I've been very lucky, and I, I've, I've had one or two careers in you know the last twenty, thirty years or whatever. But I can't even conceive of. Uh, have, having had the talent that you had to be a professional football player 
and then getting it for only five years and then that's it. But apart from that, I've got a great question to ask you. You just reminded me of something. Did you do the infamous training on uh, Aberystwyth and the beach in the you know Did. running in the sand dunes? I loved it. Was, 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 because I've, I've read about that and it, it just was, seems like hell. I tell you what it was because you must have heard Phil Driver was the runner. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a new boy in the track, and that was Mr. Kenneville. So, um, <laughs> Brilliant. I remember, like, it's <coughs> first, I tell you what, first pre-season, unbelievable. And, and it's a case they, we walk all the way down to the end. Some, and the beach it was. And you know those beaches where you had the little wooden things that you jump Yeah, yeah, on? yeah, yeah. And it is a case of, yeah, go on, set off now. And well, where do you finish? You'll see it when you come to it. And I swear, Lord, all you kept going, yeah, don't. And there we was, it was just me and Phil Driver going away. And you could hear the boys, go on, Kenners, go on, Kenners. Because Phil Driver was done as the runner. Yeah. And yeah. it was the battle, you know what I mean? The new boy with the old boy. And I enjoyed it. And I, I so enjoyed Bruce with it. It's a great preseason. So you actually enjoyed that? Whereas oh, mo- most of the books I've read about the players say they hated training. I loved it. You did you do the sprints up the sand? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I'll tell you a joke, but it's oh, funny. We cool. did the sprints up the sand, right? And it was a relay kind of thing we were doing groups. And then we was running. And I think Keith Jones was in the first group. And where we saw Keith, and we said, well, what's happening? He was in the, he was in the lead. We can't see him. So then we were running, we're waving like this. You need to come, Joe, he's here. Johnny was slapped out. And I swear, Lord, if I've ever seen a leg that looked like had no bones in it, it was Johnny. <laughs> swear, it was so wobbly. Jelly. It, it was jelly, I swear, Lord. It, seriously, like you said, running up the hill, you never run up a hill on sand. It's like you was not moving. It's unbelievable, and the force it gives you. Oh, yeah. oh if you have that, you have five. You're making me right. feel tired, <laughs> You'd love it, but yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Bringing it up to kind of modern times. Uh, I mean, how much do you get to the bridge these days? I get there quite a lot because I still work with the um, education department, so I get allocated tickets. Well, I'm blessed. blessed. And I still love to watch the games, so yeah. You still love bit. your football, don't I you? I love watching. I love Chelsea. That's it. Good man. I mean, once he gets under your skin, this club, you know, don't get me wrong. I've said this, and you hear it, and you say it. Look, and I can't understand when, like, people that live in London, why would you support? A team outside London. If you live in London, yeah, I don't understand yeah, yeah, what you mean like, yeah, like well, <laughs> I, did. I did. So that's why I had to change. So you know what I mean. And I got my cousins in, like, supporting Liverpool, supporting Man United. I said, "Have you seen a game? No. Why are you supporting them if you've not gone and seen me? Why wouldn't you choose a London side where you can see the game?" And so you know, what I mean, I'm kind of glad, yeah, that I was, yeah. How, how much have you enjoyed the success we've had over the last 10-15 no, years? Unbelievable. unbelievable, isn't it? Trust me, when I came back here in 2004, and that was the first time being back invited, obviously I was hiding from everybody and everything. And when I came back and to see that amount of black players, and suddenly about six players, and that was the drug burst, the yeah. middle, I was like, Jesus Christ. Has uh, football changed or is it just me? And I was like knocking the guy I was with. Look at that. He said, Ken, as I know. I said, no, but look how many there is. I said, no, there's a few black players. What's going on? And it was like, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, and we've done so well. That's it. Oh, come on, man. Them, Who, you know who, I mean? Who's your favourite player? My favourite player? At the moment. At the Chelsea, moment. Yeah. i tell you what. Who, I didn't even... I used to run down Drogba. At the first season when he came, he was Yeah, he was, he was awful. He was awful. He was a nightmare. Yeah. And I'll tell you who I liked at the first time when he came in here because I said... 
I couldn't never ever do battle with this geezer because he was like a lion. He was too strong. He was too physical. Yes, yeah. Jesus. The train, the buffalo. Oh my the god! Bison, I could just imagine bison. playing that boy. I think. No, nah, we were sitting there again. We said, "God, we can play against that." No way. He was tech, was he? Was no, he? I hope he gets back to that. I do. I just, I just want him to. I've got a great question that a, a very good mate of ours emailed. Or actually, he tweeted this today, Ross. You'll be very proud of this. Liz has pricked her ears up immediately. <laughs> um, Chelsea Montreal, otherwise known as Jason Duck. He says, oh, you'll like this. He says, please ask Paul Canneville who in the current squad most resembles his playing style up the Chelsea, loved his book. Ooh. Don't say Salomon Kalou. Who <laughs> resembles? Oh my lord! That's a good question, actually, isn't That's a it? Very good is there question. anybody? In this? My, I'm f- not... I tell you what, I would say, Paul. The trouble is, there is nobody in the current squad who resembles your playing style. We don't have any proper wingers. No. You know what? You just said it there, and like we don't have that. Why? What's changed with all this wing play? Why don't we have wing play? Well, we had anymore? Duff and Robin under Mourinho, remember? Right. But we've not really had. Any we're not using them. Not, we don't have I know we have the midfielders we and need they say that they spend wide, but they're not wingers, are they? No. Uh, all right, exception for Maluda, but... He's I not really a winger. He's not a proper When winger. he's ready, he'll perform. It's when he's ready, yeah, he's, he's not a ready. He's, 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 he's got on a bit, got in a, uh, sorry, he's got on a bit, hasn't he, Maluda, in terms of... I, I think, think he's a proper so, winger, but, is he? Right, I, don't get me wrong, I, I see that we need a what I call a paint job. And when I say that, a few players need to be going to bring him. To be honest, we do. Say. I mean, we've, we've been saying Definitely it, now. Yeah. We've, you know, what I mean, everybody's realised that. Most teams have realised that. Quite honestly, um, um, a few of the older heads. You know, what I mean, it's a shame to say it, but yeah, they're going to have to move on. To be honest, like, 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 like John Neil did, yeah, a big clear yeah. out. I'm telling you, brought in some talented young players. Absolutely, but you have to. You, you're going to have to do that. Who, who would you? Who do you reckon might go in the summer? Ooh, I'd say Kalu Maluda. And who am I saying? I hate to say drug, but I would like to give him another season. And Nelka's not been producing the goods at the moment. And, I mean, if they can get money off him, they might let him go as well. What about um, Boss Winger? Please say Boss Winger. And you know what? I was just coming to come to it. When he came, he was untouchable. Yeah, wasn't The boy he? was fast, quick, but we've read him. He's, since his injury, I've seen nothing from this guy that I've, of interest to me anymore. Yeah, um, six good months. That, that was it, and he's done. Um, Pierre, is it Paulo? Paulo, Paulo, he's got to go. Oh, there's quite a little few so that could need be a to big go. clear out. I'm telling you, there's, you're gonna have to. Yeah. You're gonna All have to. You're gonna have to do that if we're gonna have to get just to get a little change out of the players of what we have there and bring some of this talent that we. Well, we got some in. good young players coming through, haven't we? Yeah, best yeah. I've seen for a long, 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 long time. You know, the likes of, you know, McEachran, for example. Good but the youth team, we, we're, we're all quite into going and seeing the youth team play in the cup. Yeah, got some players down there. And there's some good players down there. So the signs are good, aren't they, Mark? Do you know, one, one of the the best things I saw when, when, when I was at, was the Birmingham game when Van Arn, not Van Arn, uh, Ryan Bertrand came on. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ryan Bertrand. Bertrand. Yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> He's no plastic boy. That, that that cross he put in for the first goal was absolutely uh, blind. Yeah. Shame you missed it. Did did that get Guinness moment? Uh, by the way, I think uh, it did. It did get a nomination. Oh. It might. It might have. I can't well, remember. I put in a nomination. My text message. <laughs> so Canners, uh, just you know, a cu- couple of other things because I I know that you're uh, you know I know you go to the games quite a lot these days, which is great to have you back there, but. Um, 
You're also very, very involved with the Chelsea old boys, and you still play, you still actually play quite regularly. Do. In fact, um, you, you just think if you were playing against me, you'd still dance <laughs> rings around me. You know, look how talented you know I am. You know, um, no, but you still play for the old boys a lot. Tell us, I tell us about the whole old, old boys thing because there's so quite a big thing going on, isn't there? Don't get me wrong. Um, we're now trying to produce a lot more games for ourselves. Like when the season's over, when the general season's over, um, the boys like like Paisley and Britain, Gary Stanley, Clive Wilson. Um, Clive Walker still plays. Clive Walker's still there. Yeah, still producing some goods. Um, he denies that he was ever called Flasher. I've got, a, I've got a theory though. I've got a theory though about Wiggy, uh, and that is, is that without all that hair, Good. he might actually be faster down the wing. <laughs> now he's got no hair. What, what about that? that he doesn't play down the wing no more. He's playing him up front. He's still greedy with the ball, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> just saying that is he. Sorry, mate. Um, but that's how it is. But I think the boys just so much enjoy still playing him. Great, like, isn't it? And we have so much a good banter. We so enjoy it, and it's it's what Chelsea's been doing. It's a shame that they've been closing it behind, well, behind closed doors, shall I say, when I say that. And it's not what we want. We want the fans to, you know, who've read you originally, that back who, in the day, who remember back in you era, guys, remember absolutely. Yeah. to come and, you know what I mean, yeah. have a say so. And have, have, you, have, you got, and have you got many matches coming up this summer? There'll be quite a few matches this summer, so we're passing on the information to you. Hopefully We're going to help. We are going to help you publish. You know what I mean? This, but yeah. do come. You know what I mean? We'd love to see your fans. Um, we remember you as much as you remember us, and it'd be really great to see you lot coming out and watch us. Most definitely. Uh, Chris, Chris would have been. Chris would have been at the match up at Walthamstow the other week had we not got him so pissed the day before. Oh, it's a shame. Chris. It was all our fault. What, oh, we all played, your fault. I, we played your fault. A, I couldn't even move. We played a team that was just made. It was the age of 40, 42, 45. I mean, they were fit. And I thought we'd have trouble. And they went 1 0 up first half. First half in but your fight. score shone through. After, um, well, after that, we started to play triangle. We looked like the formidable Chelsea. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Started, yeah. started, started to play the triangle 7 1. Just, just for, for those people out there, watch this space. Because I, nice, uh, I had a nice coffee and a, and a quick drink with, with Kenners last week. And I've agreed to do whatever we can on the show and through the website to help publicise the old boys because it's... What, I, what better know. way to spend a summer afternoon? Yeah, you know? brilliant. Well, there's a few people actually, funnily enough, who... who the, the one thing you might not know is that um, we've got people from uh, all over the world who listen to this show, not, okay. not just in, in the UK. And a few of them are coming over in the summer and they're oh, gutted because they're, they're not going to be able to see a Chelsea match. And they said, well, what can we do... You know, is there anything oh, no, Chelsea brilliant. that we can do? And of course, go and see some of the old boys. Oh, that would be great, really wouldn't it? So we will publicise that now. Like final, final uh, kind of formal question to Paul. Uh, you know, I know that uh, you've been working with the club in, in with their education department, but you've you've also been working in in the world of education, giving inspirational talks. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been doing recently? Um, well, I did my freelance work, and as it, it is, it's safe and motivational there. MTC, I'm called, um, Motivate to Change, and it's regarding our youngsters of today. Um, there's a lot going on with them these days. Um, I'm just being one of those role models that tries to give back, um, especially in my community. Um, being now in charge to be a youth coordinator in the youth club, um, I do a lot of work, prison workshops as well as going into schools. And I've been away to Geneva and Germany on my workshops, and I'm so enjoying it. And uh, it's talking and relating with these kids, and you know, I mean, 
discussion about racism, not just about racism, the importance of the education, which was one of those things I never took serious when I left school. Um, and the feedback I'm getting, not just from the kids, it's from the teachers as well. It's just so privileged and quite honoured to hear my story and amazed uh, that what I've gone through, don't get me wrong, and I'm, I'm so enjoying it now. Um, working with Chelsea helps as well, don't get me wrong, but um, doing it myself and going around the schools, it's just, yeah, I get up every day and I want to just talk to the kids and you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm a privilege, I'm blessed at this moment. Very rewarding by yeah, the sounds of it. So. It is great work. I mean, I know that we had a good chat about it last mm. week and from what you were saying, it, it sounds like an incredible thing to be doing and again, we will do anything that we can help Thanks. to publicise that. Uh, now look, on that point, we got a... Uh, you know, Dave DeBrass is, has been uh, posting stuff on our, on our Facebook group for quite a while. And, you know, I said that, you know, please, please, please ask Paul some questions. Dave didn't bother with a question. Dave wrote, if you've if everybody's, anybody's ever seen, what's that bloody film? Jerry Maguire. I was going to say, this needs, this needs like yeah. backing music. Dave DeBrass <laughs> didn't do a question. He did, was it? A polemic? It wasn't a memo. Was it a memo? Yeah. A oh. mission statement. It's almost like that, and I'm going to read this out. I know I, I know, I know, I read this out to you before, but God. if this sums up what what Canners uh, really should mean to Chelsea fans, I don't know what does. This is quite moving. Anyway, Dave says, "I would like to say to Canners, uh, you are a true fucking true legend, <laughs> and if anyone deserves to be known as proper Chelsea, it's you, my friend. I was there." when some of the imbeciles who associated themselves with our great club were lobbing bananas at you and making monkey noises, and it made me feel physically sick. And they were the only times when I stopped and asked myself if supporting Chelsea was really worth it. I'd seen us relegated more than once, and I'd been there through all that, and my love and loyalty was never in doubt. But what that scum did to you was appalling. I wasn't alone, as I know there were many like me, but watching you put your head down and crack on made me realise that I'd have let you down if I gave in to the scum and walked away mm. from it all. One of the greatest Chelsea moments in our history, in my opinion, was Hillsborough in 1985. I think it was 3-0 down at half-time, and you came on a sub and turned the game on its head and scored with your first touch of the ball. And I think you scored, he, he said the second, but it was the fourth, if memory serves me. A handful of us sung your name to the disgust of the vermin attaching itself to our club. The replay at the bridge and thousands sang your name and I was in the middle of the shed and sod the recent trophies. Beating the racist scum that day was one of our greatest ever achievements in our history. And you, Canners, are the reason we beat them. Look around the bridge now, Canners. You'll see black, yeah. white, Asian and all sorts in here. Mate, that is all down to you. I apologise on behalf of all of the morons, but you, my friend, are a true and utter legend. God bless you, Canners. You are still and always will be proper Chels. What a great post. I couldn't wrap that up better no. in a million years, Dave DeBras. Cool. Powerful shit. Now, uh, to, li to lighten the mood, whilst we all calmed down a bit after that, because that was seriously powerful shit. Dave, you I just remember Cannons as a, as a good footballer. Yeah. That's what I remember. But you were there then, and you yes, know what so he's talking about. Yeah, I yeah. remember him as a good footballer. Anyway, we're going to bring it right down now because we're going to sing. That'll piss, that'll piss <laughs> oh, everybody off. That'll piss everyone off. You know, that'll, you know we, we bring them up and then we take them right down. But after the break, we will be belting out not one, not two, but three 
Chelsea Terrace Classics oh, and we're out to show the world the way to sing. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. <laughs> I felt that we should sing some songs. We've already done canners, canners, canners. But I thought, wouldn't it be fun to sing some songs that were, you know, if we had a hit parade of Chelsea songs in the mid-80s, these three would be up there, wouldn't they, Smart? They would be. I've seen what you got there, and they would, they would be here. Yeah, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, uh, so we, should, should, we start, should we start the first one? Which actually, it's almost kind of chronological. Actually, they are chronological. I've thought about oh, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, right, you are. I have. I have Phil thought Norman's about favourite this one. Yeah. Stop yapping. Come along. Come along. Come along and sing this song. We're boys in blue. We're two. Won't be here for long. Come along. Come along. Come along and sing this song. We're boys in blue. We're losing two. We won't be here for long. Chelsea here. Chelsea there. Chelsea every fucking where. La 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 la. And probably one of my favourite songs ever. Ready? 3 0 down, 4 3 up, Red Dead Ruby fucked it up. La 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 la. 3 0 down, 4 3 up, Red Dead Ruby fucked it up. La 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 la. What did you say to Doug Ruby afterwards? No, and you, did he say and sorry? I just want to say, and you guess who's coming next week? It's yeah. Doug hey. Ruby. <laughs> I tell you what, Canners, if you if you Not can orchestrate, if you can orchestrate Big you Doug Ruby coming on the show, we'll love you forever. What, what's he? Do you know what he's up to? No, I don't no know. idea. I don't know much what these players are up to these days. No, no. You know I mean? There's a great book. We had a guy on the show about uh, three or four months ago who wrote a book called Where Are They Now, and he's yeah. actually researched where a lot of old Chelsea players have, have ended up. I mean, but Chris has got a great story about, so, I mean, a bit before your time, but uh, uh, Marvin Hinton. Yes, uh, Marvin Hinton now runs a removals business in West Sussex. He, he, he came to, a, as we're moving house, he came to a house, he gets into our uh, garage, and Dad has every single Chelsea programme going back to about 1959 or something from That's his, frightening, isn't and, it? And so he, instead of, he did no work that day, he just <laughs> sat around, he emptied all of our boxes. He's basically packing them away. He's just reading programs. Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, one of the most amazing things about Marvin Hinton I heard recently and during the World Cup when your old man instigated a World Cup challenge, but uh, I didn't realise that he Marvin Hinton made, he made the, the 66 World Cup. Yeah, he made the preliminary squad yeah. for the 66 World Cup. Yeah. How about that? Oh, well, what, what I wanted to ask you there, Paul, is that recently you were uh, half time, you paraded around the ground. And uh, how did you feel about that? Um, very, very nervous. Um, I'm kind of, I'm, to be honest, I had tears in my eyes because yeah. oh, that's what I was thinking about. You know, it's be emotional. Yeah. It was emotional because yeah. I didn't think that um, I'd be remembered. And when Neil Barnett turned me around, he was like, "Oh my God, let me just come." I tell you that day when I came, honestly, I had a speech because before I'd had to talk to everyone. Whatever this speech, I was reading it on the train, and the geezers that was coming to the Chelsea game, which I found out, they were in these rugby. Um, England rugby shirts and they was at the Chelsea game as well and they were sitting next to me watching me watching me I did see him at the end and read him obviously realised who I was but at this speech thinking I had to speak or something no I didn't I'm so glad about that 
And so when he called me, I was like, oh my God, what are they gonna do? How are they gonna affect me? And to hear that cheer and that clapping, it was like, oh my God. And when Neil, does, as he does, come on, walk around, I was like, yeah. oh, the yeah, legs I was, I was there, uh, literally uh, was wobbly. I'm serious, I was shaking and the, I had the whole control and like because yeah, I was such serious, a great reception. Most, it was yeah, brilliant. It was yeah. yeah. I remember that. No, we were there. We were there. Yeah. yeah, we were there but giving it large pool. Trust me. Good win that day as well. Yeah. I'm on a great way to come full circle. I think brilliant. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are unfortunately going towards the end of the show, and we will be back to say thanks uh, for listening after this break. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea. Real fans, real opinions. Now, uh, sadly, because I think we could have made this a five-hour show. Quite easy. Maybe what we'll do is we'll get Paul back another time. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's no escape now. I have to say, I mean, before me saying all the usual bollocks that I say when I wrap up the show, I, I, you have been, without doubt, the best ex-player we've had on the show in terms of your commitment and entertainment and just basically being a top float canners. Okay. And I for one. So on that basis, we definitely have to get you back because I feel I feel that we could do another two hours. There, there's Love so many more questions. I know, aren't there? Yeah. You've been brilliant, mate. I'm oh, ready. You really, really have. Well, thank you again in a minute, but I wanted to get that one in first. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Right, you lot out there. That, unfortunately, is all we've got time for this week. Uh, uh, it's all about the Man United game next week. Come on, boys. Let's stick it to the Manx and finish the season unbeaten so we can keep the title where it belongs. We believe! We believe! We, believe. we do. They can't go all year unbeaten. <laughs> now, win or lose, we will be back next week to rant about it all. Now, don't forget to join the Facebook group. Recruit your mates. Uh, we need as many as possible on the Facebook groups and subscribing to Chelsea Fancast website as possible. Post your questions to dear Mart, or Dr. Mart even, because he's back now. He's no longer down under. What was, it, what was it Bobby D said last week? He's down under slot. He's down under slot. He was a flying Aussie last week, yeah. now he's back. He's back. So look, lots of dear Marts next week, particularly as we didn't do them this week. Uh, you also might like to shove some stuff on Twitter or on your own CFFC uh, questions on the Facebook group for that. Buy the boys a beer. Come and meet us in the Malt House. We've only got one more match at home this season. So if you want to come and have a drink with the boys, it is in the Malt House. Uh, we do, do we got our round in, Bobby? Actually, I need to ask you this. I was going to say, you're probably pleased I won't be here next week. <laughs> it might be a later start. But I know we always say every week, come and... Come yes. to the mall house and buy us a beer, but we get our round in too, don't you we? Definitely do. you definitely Thank do. you, Bobby D. That's the words I wanted to hear. Um, quick mention for uh, for the Imperial also because we do uh, we're always in the Imperial after the matches too. But of course, you can follow me on Twitter at David Chigi, and of course, the legend that is Ross Mooring at Ross Mooring. And some Twitter news. Twitter news. Mark Worrell's on Twitter. He is. Gate seventeen, Marco. With, he, a, with a C. He is, and, and so is... Kelvin Barker. Uh, Chelsea Kelv. Chelsea Kelv, yeah. Two brilliant, brilliant guys. Hello I'm glad there. to see them on Twitter. Uh, now, a couple of other plugs. Don't forget to sign the petition and join the campaign to bring back the yellow and blue awake it on Facebook. Uh, but we do have a proper petition, which I am Twittering links to and putting on Facebook as well. Thanks to Jason Cuffyduck for doing that. As I said, we can uh, deliver a big fat gypsy message to Ron Gawler. Can't we tell? That's for sure. That's for sure. 
Uh, now I have another bit of news, but uh, I'm going to th- actually I'm going to thank the benches now because all right. we have um, been privileged and delighted to have finally met uh, Bobby D. We we've known him in the. Uh, ether of the internet for three years probably he's, our most regular yeah. contributor he's, he's our most regular contributor by that we mean that he puts things on the Facebook he does he posts a lot uh, and, we, and we've met him finally and he's, he's been here. only here for two weeks he's there he's, he's every, every fucking where Bobby D Bobby D he's here he's there he's here in Australia Bobby D no, but it's been probably it's been brilliant to meet you, my son. It really, really has. I'm so glad you made it. Over and he's been leading the singing in the Mort House and the Imperial, yeah. which probably explains his present oh. At the same time, he's lost his voice. <laughs> well, you probably could have heard him. He's he's, he's got a voice on it. <laughs> well, half of it, I was at the Tottenham game trying to get the West End lower singing. And it was so sad. Oh, you're flogging the dead horse <laughs> yeah. there. His voice is gone. But, but, mate, seriously, it's been brilliant to meet you. Thanks for spending so much time with us. Safe trip back to Australia and get back over here soon. Uh, ben. Ben is the... Uh, I was going to think of something funny and witty to say, but I'm going to not be naughty. And I'm not, gonna, not about the CIA. I'm going to play this straight. Ben is Beth's representative from Chelsea in America this week. Yeah. Uh, that I thank him. But I've got something more important to say because Darren reminded me by texting it to me a minute ago because he knows he knows <laughs> Uncle Chidge and his useless memory. But Ben uh, founded and runs the Boston Blues, which is part of Chelsea in America. So check him yeah. out on Facebook, right? Facebook and Twitter. Just Google us. We're all around. Come down. We have a great meetup next week for oh, United. Right. It's going to be brilliant. Come down, join the Boston Blues. I'm going to say something very non-PC, but I cannot resist. Go on, go on, Jish. Do you have a tea party every year? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well done, Bob. It's all mine. He said, he said, all right, all right, all right. All right. Yes. <laughs> it's been an honor. It's been an honor to come down and have my first match on Saturday, my first fan cast. On Tuesday. And you got, you got cameras on the first... Oh, yeah. you yeah. lucky kings are. have a picture with the true Chelsea legend. We say, you yeah, picked the right yeah, way yeah, to yeah. come. It's not like this every week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, somebody who is becoming a fixture on the benches. And we lo- I had a cracking... Uh, you know, thanks for sorting out the, the, uh, no the Darren Barker tickets out, mate. And also for... Stopping me from going home and making me <laughs> and making me drink more on Saturday night. Darren Mantle, I yes, love you. Darren. Yes, Darren. <laughs> right now, I have a very, 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 very last bit of important, very breaking news, which Ooh, needs uh. to be read out. Now, the Chelsea Football Fancast has been nominated, thanks to the lovely Ryan Hultgren, in the EPL. I don't like EPL. But that is it. English but it's EPL. It's a website called EPL Talk, isn't it, Ross? EPLTalk.com. Yeah. And it, we've been nominated as the best plod, the plod, the best club. Clean we, plugs. What we haven't, what, we haven't been nominated for people who can read a script clearly. Yes. But uh, we have been nominated for best club podcast of the year. Uh, now it would be brilliant to win this, not least so we can beat the likes of the Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man U, and West Ham podcasts on there. Now, uh, I think we're in about what? We, 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 we're in the lead at the moment, aren't yep. we? Yeah, no, we're second. We're second. Two oh, oh. Up, um, Alan Davis is um, Jonathan Creek. I, right. thought, I, I thought they weren't even nominated. I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry. No. But Ooh. you cannot let a gooner with fake David Louis hair 
win a podcast. I checked at 5 p.m. He today always, always comes last in QI as well. Yeah, he's rubbish. We were 25%. Let's, Let's not argue. Oh, oh, Jesus, well, vote. Here's now. the best. Vote. Get on there, vote. All you have to do is to go to H- well www.epltalk.com. Uh, you'll find it on there, but it's yeah, best. It's, it's the best club podcast. At the bit. moment, it's about the third or fourth yeah. article down. So scroll down. And now here's it. the trick: vote like bastards now, and then just before the deadline on May the twenty second, <laughs> you've, all, you've all got to vote. Vote often. Would you just shut up for one minute? <laughs> this is very important. Right, vote now, and then when you get really near the deadline, vote again, or no, get your granny, get votes. your granny to vote, or whatever. <laughs> so it'll be too late for anybody to vote against us. That's all I'm saying. We need to win this. We need to make it a double. Am I right, Darren? Yes, you are. Fucking too right. Hell yeah. God, we're nearly there. Now, the other thing is, uh, look out for the new football fancast, downloadable from Football Fancast. Bizarrely enough. Uh, it's a new show, and it's hosted by Neil Razor Ruddock, who Whoa. works for. What's that place in Golders Green? There's a tailor's up there. Hippodrome. I, I hear him on the radio all the time. You know, I can't remember. Anyway, he used to play for Spurs and West Ham and Liverpool, uh, but no good clubs. Never very uh, there's well. also another bloke called Gary O'Reilly, who I've never heard of, but he presents it to, and apparently he's a good bloke. Now, the best thing of all is that I've personally been winding them up because they keep emailing me saying, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, for West Ham, I said we're going to beat them 3-1 and send them down. For Spurs, I said we're going to beat him 2-1. All right, so, so far my predictions have been 100%. You are the Oracle, Chich. Okay, I've said 2-1 for Man U. I mean, we'll we'll beat Man U 2-1. So all I'm saying is I hope I'm going to make it a hat-trick next weekend. Now, thanks to the boys at CFC UK, CFC Net, Chelsea in America, Miss SW6, ChelseaDaft.org, TalkChelsea.net, Vital Chelsea, and Christian from... EChelseaFC.com <laughs> and the perfectly formed Ben Clinshaw for helping us promote this very you lovely are. you float them more every podcast I know but I love Ben weird. he's small and perfectly formed <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be creeped out oh, he's probably going to be creeped out by that isn't he but hey ho but uh, the bottom line is I love them all for helping us promote this fancast the, the, a fancast that is now nominated oh, as best nominated. club podcast absolutely thanks also to Putney Station Andy the Geezer Lee, who supports Man U but doesn't mind us. Sabrina, our very own football fancast, Brazilian. The lovely Katya from Hungary. <laughs> uh, and there's a, very, there's a new sort here tonight as well. She, she looks quite nice. But yeah, but well, she didn't serve us. So they're, no. they're, they're easing her into it, Jenny. Probably a very good thing. <laughs> All right, now, last but by no means least, very, very many thanks. The benches collectively, well done. Thank you, Liz. Give us a cheer, benches. Liz, who I forgot to mention earlier. Okay. She thinks that I'd forgotten that I'd forgot to mention earlier. But no. I was actually saving her till Bye. last. It's lovely to see you again, my love. Really, yeah. really is. Keep tweeting on our behalf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Re- read my tweets is her Twitter handle, and we she... get Paul on Twitter. We do. We get cameras. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Liz. Thank, Thank you, Ben. Thank you to Mr. Ross Mooring. Cracking podcast. Great to meet you, Paul. Thank you. Brilliant to have Paul uh, uh, De Ross on the show. The celery terrorist. It's been an honour and a privilege. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot. He, you, I mean, man, it's Canners. <laughs> Used to be him in the garden in about 1980. I was him with no pace and skill. Yeah, okay, that's a good way of putting it. The legend that is Cheltel. It's been a cracker. I've enjoyed it immensely. And uh, I'm looking forward um, to our next... Um, We're getting back, man. Championship winning 
podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Canners, top man. No, well, we'll, top be, <laughs> we'll be back on Monday. Top Canners, shake my hand, please. Yeah. We're going to be back next Monday with a very celebra- celebrity, celebratory podcast, yeah, I guarantee. Sure. I am delighted that Cheltel is the only person sitting around the table other than Paul, who is both a Hillsborough and a Highbury. Yes, that's for sure. And the replay at Sandwood yeah. Beach. How about that? When we did Shovel Wednesday. <laughs> Brilliant. Dr. Mart, back in the house. I can't say what an enjoyable podcast this has been and how much I've enjoyed being back and what a privilege it is to meet Callis. Good, thank you. <laughs> right, uh, have I forgotten anybody? Oh, I know! Canners, mate, it's been a real privilege and an honour to have you on the show. You have seriously been the best guest. We're not just saying that. You really have been brilliant. And we genuinely would love to have you back on the show. But I think a very, very proper chill. Canners, I think you might well want to thank Chidge for his hospitality. <laughs> no, 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 I don't yes, need, I don't yeah, need. No, go on, go on, Callis. No, he'd be honestly right on that. Um, I'd like to thank Chidge for inviting me here today and meeting everybody. And to be recognised and still be loved, you don't know how much that feels for me. Um, Chelsea, as we always say, is it's in our veins now and it's totally in my veins, blue and blue. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed tonight, I really have, and may you lot continue blessed. I'd just like to say I'm now officially Canners' agent. <laughs> and uh, me, me and Canners are available for weddings, bar mitzvahs, christenings. That's enough. Let's go. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! You've been listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Log on at footballfancast.com and get involved. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>